When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Undeadwood on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Undeadwood is a four-part miniseries, game marshaled by myself, Brian W. Foster, set in the not-so-sleepy town of Deadwood. I'm joined for this series by an incredible cast of characters, including Marisha Ray, Matthew Mercer, Kari Payton, Anjali Bamani, Travis Willingham, and Ivan Van Norman. On to part two. God, don't play cards. Welcome back to Undeadwoods. When we left off, this raggedy group of five strangers crested a mountain. Some of you made it through a stampede with your horses intact. Others of you, not so lucky, but your new friends were there to help you. Upon getting up to the site you were set to investigate, you found corpses, a snake-like snake pit, encountered some of these creatures, where it's knocked unconscious and told something by a powerful entity. On your way back to Deadwood, when you crested the hill and the thoroughfare was in sight, you noticed all the lanterns were on. You heard the familiar sound of crackling gunfire echoing up the hills. Your vision went dark again. And you heard, let's play a game. Then, arcane energy flowed through your veins, your organs, your mind, giving you a sensation of newfound strength and power. Each of you now have the huckster trait. Bartender, would you like to tell them the ingredients? To break it down simply, you have a deck of powers, which I have now placed on your table, and you may cast at any time you wish. Simply pick a card and decide how much of your soul you would like to bet against the dealer. That time, you will take that amount of 
points that you hope to cast, and you will bet a part of your soul against it. After that, the dealer will lay down a set of five cards, which will represent your hand. At that point, depending on what your set is, you'll either opt to keep it or take one card to replace and redraw. With me so far? Mm-hmm. Great. Now, should you earn enough points in your hand in order for the power to go off, your arcane magic will flow through you and the spell will succeed. If it does not go off because your hand is not good enough, then the dealer takes a part of your soul and the GM will roll on a backfire table and we'll see what happens. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, God. <laughs> I feel better already. Yeah. yeah, not too bad. I have the cards. So, you folks are currently somewhere just above the cemetery, right outside the town of Deadwood. Who's riding in the front? Who wants to be sort of in the front currently? That'd probably be me. Probably be you? Yeah. Why don't you give me a notice check? Ah, that'd be a six. Wonderful. With your keen eyesight and you being out front by a few paces from the rest of the group, you can see sort of just in front of the church, right as you guys would get into town, you can see the familiar silhouette of Sheriff Bullock. And he sort of appears to be the last man standing in the middle of a gunfight. You can't see who he's shooting at, but you can see him continuously firing down the thoroughfare at something and he's fastly reloading. You can't really see anyone on his flanks that's, that's supporting him at this time. Right. There's almost no townspeople that you can see that are out. All you can sort of see from that angle is Bullock standing in front of the church, firing at, at unknown figures. Well, I'll probably use this as notification to both them and, but I'm gonna shout towards Bullock, be like, Sheriff, need any help? He turns around and he, it's, it sounds like Someone was yelling out, but he can't, he can't tell. He's too sort of enamored in what he's doing. Did you just distract a man in the middle of a gunfight? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should get down there and help him. I think so too, but after what we just saw? Could be anything. I'm gonna go ahead and ride up and jump as, as carefully but quickly off the horse as I can and go see if I can carefully announce my presence to Bullock so as not get shot upon the approach. I understand. Coming with? Yep. I say we ride up behind this, this, yeah, I was gonna uh, say somewhere with cover. this, this church and, uh, and see if we can ascertain the situation. Agreed. Okay, there's definitely hitching posts, stuff back there all over the place, so you guys hitch up the horses. They are a little jumpy because of the gunfire, but if you, if you tie them up well enough, they should be fine. As you guys make your way slowly around the church to see what's happening, you need everyone to roll a stealth check. Ooh. I hate checks. I hate checks. But they're fun when you succeed. That doesn't happen so much for us right now. It's fun for me when you don't. Right? Ooh, six. Wonderful. Exploding it out. Another six. Ooh, six. Another six. Woo! Are you 21. Rolling? Okay. Damn. Yes. Awesome. I rolled a six, rolling another Another six. Keep going. Awesome. Another six. Wait. Great. Okay. Keep going. Ooh, keep going. Keep going. Five. Wonderful. Okay. So, Dang. five. That's Wonderful. 23? 23. 23. Yeah. I'm um, 21. <laughs> five. Uh, double ones. Are double you, ones. Are, are you, are you, really? Yeah. Okay. So. Got a two. <clears throat> you got a two. 
Oh. Maybe I should re-roll one of them sons of bitches. That's up to you. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll roll, I'll roll a chip, or I'll, I'll spend a chip to re-roll. Yeah. Okay. So do I just re-roll the stealth die, or the wild card also? Re-roll the both, Actually yeah. a red, <clears throat> and I'll add a 1d6 result, but the marshal draws a chip also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's a six. Okay, marshal draws a chip. And did we get yours already? It was two, but if we're trying to all get in there, I don't want to make <clears throat> one sore thumb in this one. I'm gonna go ahead okay. and re-roll as well. All right. <laughs> just feel like double ones will fuck us. Better. Six. 11. Okay, Ooh, wonderful. Much better. Okay. As you guys sort of file your way around the building, if you guys want to come from both sides or one side or whatever, you let me know. Come around this side and kind of, as supposed to be next to the church, head to the very corner of this building towards the front to kind of look around the side down the curve <clears> You want to peer around the corner of the gem saloon? Correct. Okay, wonderful. Can, um, I, can I actually Arabella. crawl through the back window of the church and kind of come up here? You can. I would like you to make an athletics check because that church is severely damaged and the wood inside is compromised. Uh, three. Okay, as you're making your way through the bottom floor of the church, you are trying to round the area that sort of looked like there was an explosion when you had examined the church from that side earlier. And as you're walking through it, your foot gets stuck in something. And you lift up your foot and it's sort of a tarry type black substance, not too sticky, but a little bit sticky and, you know, it's got some texture to it. As you're walking, you're, you're, you sort of dip into it and you look at your foot and you're able to wipe it off for the most part on a drier piece of the wood. But other than that, you sort of make it through without any, without falling through the floor and dying. Okay. But you're now inside in the corner there. Do you want to move a little bit further to get up closer, or do you want to stay yeah, where you're at? Yeah, I want to get up closer and okay, peek do, with my dope-ass stealth roll. Do you want to kind of peek through that front window there? Yes. Okay, great. Miriam. Can we safely get to this under the stairs area? Absolutely. Like, is there enough There's enough coverage there to block every other bullet if it came towards you. I want to block every bullet, so let me, I'm, I'm going to follow Arabella. Okay, go ahead and make an athletics roll for me to walk through the church. One. And your wild die. Wild oh, die. Wild six, die. Yeah. yeah. I always yeah. forget that. Yeah, 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 it's okay. That's another one. Double ones. Double ones, okay, as oh, you're... Wait. You wanna do that? Yep, I okay. do. <laughs> Pass it to me, go I ahead, re-roll. Come on, don't be a dick. Thank you, it's there a five. It is. It's a five, okay. There's enough room there in the window for both of you to sort of peer through, but also... Right, like a totem pole. Also <laughs> remain almost completely out of sight. I'm gonna flank around to the right side, kind of echoing what I saw Mr. Mr. Shark do, try and provide the same sort of look from the other way. So you want to get sort of around the corner of yeah, the gym saloon? The, yeah, <clears throat> actually the, dru the, the drugstore. You want to be behind Doc Cochran's office? Yeah. Okay. Uh, same thing on that side, sort of peering down? Yeah, just mirroring whatever Mr. Sharp does. He okay. seems to know what the fuck he's doing. Right. Where do you want to be, my friend? I don't know. I think all these vantage points have been taken. Have There's our... room for you wherever we you want to go. Sure, sure, sure. Actually, uh, I think it might be a good idea to, to follow Sharp since my, my peepers at this particular moment are a little mm -hmm. stronger than his. So, you are completely out of sight. You two are completely out of sight. You are completely out of sight. Whew. From everyone but Sheriff Bullock, who started to notice you guys are there, you don't seem to be hostile, but he's still focused on what he's doing. As you peer around the corner, from that side, as you peer around the corner from that side, as the two of you peer around from the window and as you peer from your vantage point, you see Sheriff Bullock 
fire around into an outlaw who's coming towards him, right in the chest. And a moment later, the outlaw doubles his speed toward Sheriff Bullock, despite just being shot point blank in the chest. Bullock fires three more rounds, dead set into the heart of the outlaw. Oh, fuck. And he keeps coming towards him. This outlaw looks particularly dirty and disheveled, and as they're moving closer to Bullock, and as you guys are sort of stealthily looking, you can see his face is so pale, it's almost translucent. There's blue and purple hue to his skin. His eyes are completely white as he keeps lunging toward Bullock, who furiously is reloading. What do you want to do? Take out the guns yeah. and try and join the sheriff. You probably. guys want to join the sheriff in yeah. his fight? Yeah. Let's it's, do it. Mm-hmm. It's time to deal your initiative. You feel so good! Good throw. Yeah, I got a decent throw. I got a better shot. Yeah, same. One, one, anyone? Bueller? No, I've never lifted anything what in my life. Or something? What you gonna throw? Throw a rabbit at him? Yeah, I'm gonna throw a rabbit at okay. him. I feel like. Okay, here we go. Reverend Mason. <clears throat> Miriam. Fog. Arabella. <clears throat> Damn! Wow. wow. Good job, I oh. shuffle these. Well for one time in my life. Shuffle these 20 times. We're gonna pay for me. Clayton, by some stroke of luck, has another Joker. Can go whenever he wants, including interrupting someone's turn, yours or an enemy's. Up first, unless you want to go, Clayton, it's gonna be Arabella. Oh shit. Can I see the spells? Absolutely. I think. <clears throat> Out of the gate. Yeah. New toy. New toy. While you're looking at <laughs> while you're looking at the spells, I will say that Reverend Mason and definitely Clayton, actually probably everybody at this point can see four outlaws. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Arabella. I am turn. going to think about the energy that is coursing through me and the darkness and the light and the fire and all of our shared visions and I'm going to conjure a beam of light that I'm going to try and suspend. Actually, I'm going to cast it on the gym saloon on the front of the sign and try and just light this place up with radiant wonder. Are you casting light slash darkness? So that has a PowerPoint ratio of two. Threshold of two. Oh, girl. I'm, I'm gonna think back to fog, scaring off the the baddies, mm-hmm. with the, the snakes, lantern. with the lanterns, and try and embrace that same energy and concept, but at a magnified level. Okay. Good <clears throat> call. I don't As know you, if it's gonna fucking work. We're gonna find out. As you oh sort God. of close your eyes for a moment and focus, you feel that familiar rush of arcane energy go through your body and through your veins. And you hear a voice say, let's play a game. Jack of hearts. Okay. Six of hearts. King of hearts. Come on. Come on, girl. Six. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Two. You have two power points. The spell is a success. Oh! Oh. Good deal. Can I, I can still switch out a card though to try and get a better full, result. You get a full house, you can get yeah. three of a kind. You, you get one card yeah. you can replace and I'll deal you another one. I'll switch out that two. Excellent. And see Come on. Uh, Hit it. Oh! oh! 
So I'm gonna, I'm gonna imagine, uh, just I'm gonna flash back to fog, waving the lantern back and forth in like mm. a pendulum, swinging my head. I'm going to use that to go into like a deep trance and just smash it onto the gym saloon sign. Okay, are you still next to her, Miriam? Yes. So as you're sitting there and you guys are peering through the window, you saw her sort of close her eyes and focus um, as hard as she could. Yeah. <clears throat> then all of a sudden, from both of her hands shoots this lightning streak out of it that literally takes the gem saloon sign, which is made of cloth, and turns it into the equivalent of a fucking Vegas sign. (laughs) And it literally illuminates the entire street in front of you, giving you guys even better vision into what's happening. Doesn't affect the outlaws. Okay. Okay. But your guys' visibility is very high because as you got closer, and as you guys were peering through the window, you could see this strange sort of textured fog starting to roll through the town. The fog now stops about 10 feet behind the outlaws because of the light. Because of the light. Because of the light. Visibility is high. Okay. I'm, nice job. I wipe a little bit of blood from my nose, <laughs> and I'm just kind of yeah. sit down below the mm-hmm. window. Rosford's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys just saw, boom, yeah. the light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Reverend Mason, Yep, it's your turn. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, wheel around uh, the corner, get eyes on these uh, sons of bitches, and I'm gonna take two shots, one with each barrel towards uh, two of those outlaws. Okay, which two would you like to aim at? Uh, I'll, I'll take, take my turn as well. With I'll you. take the closest one. Okay, ones, yeah. you guys, you wanna look double up? Like make eye contact with the, uh, the priest here and go like, let's go. Whip around at the same time, guns out. You go first. Yeah. Sick. I mean, for the other two, or probably both shots at the one farther side near me. So you want to go towards the guy that's on the uh, gym porch? Yes. Okay, Would and you you're going to go... I'm going to go for these Absolutely, two. yeah. Would you say this is 12 feet or 24 feet? I would say this would be closer to 24? about 24 feet. Yeah, yeah okay. At this, at this range that you're at right now. Wait, are they shooting back? Right now, mm. they've spotted anyone who's come around the corner but it's not their turn to do anything yet. They were shooting, and Bullock was shooting back they up until shooting. you guys, we, oh yeah. Have, okay. Yeah, they you just couldn't see them until you guys got to the vantage point, but you, all you saw was Bullock shooting at him. Okay, so uh, it was a seven and a six, so the first, first and second one hit. Uh, first one is seven points of damage, the second one is five points of damage. Okay, so that hits. <laughs> Where would you like to shoot him? Uh, the first one, I've just got the shotgun, so I'm just You're aim small, for small, right, okay. right in the right in the center. And this is uh, this is another buckshot round. Yeah. Okay. So your buckshot round fires into his chest, exploding it. You see his exposed rib cage, which was just below his clothing. All of them are in all all different stages of decay, but they look rather recently decayed. You blow back some of his flesh and his bones and his clothing and everything like that, and he sort of takes two steps back and then readies his weapon at you, but doesn't fire. The guy that you shot is shaken. Takes a few steps back, he's shaken. Do I also shoot at that second guy with the second barrel or just the one? One is shaken, one is not. Gotcha. Yeah, so you hit the other one in the leg, basically. Do you want to move, do you want to duck back behind, do you want to move anywhere else? I use the rest of my turn to just pull back and start the reload process that I think will take my next round to reload both barrels, yeah. Yep, so, Clayton, 
It's your turn using the Joker. Yes. I spin around, both guns out, and I rolled to hit, and I rolled a two and a three. Okay. Oh, so no. as I spin around and kind of gather, I get a, a good perspective that these aren't just regular outlaws, mm -hmm. right? With the bright light that you're the light shining is in the middle of this, uh, I imagine they all look pretty ghastly. They are zombies, undead outlaws. And in that moment, that 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 burst of realization, both of my shots just go wide. Yep. Inside, duck back around and just prepare myself for the next round. Looking over across at the priest, like. That's my turn. Mm -hmm. Okay. Courage, my friend. Okay. The Lord looks upon us. <laughs> Are you next? Miriam, you're next. <laughs> I grab her matches and I start yelling, get inside the church. And I go and I start pouring out one of my flasks right near the window where we are and just start pouring it out. Dope. What's in the I'm flask? Booze, hard okay. liquor. Okay, you're gonna um, pour that out on the porch and free out the window to like the front. As much, however much I can get mm -hmm. out of my, because I have two flasks. Okay. <laughs> I'm a boozer. Pouring for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Pouring Pouring out. For, Jesus. Pouring out for Jesus. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna consider that your movement as long as you don't want to move anywhere else. I'll give okay. you an I'll give you an action. Okay. But I'll consider that a movement unless you'd rather just do that and then move somewhere else. Uh, no. I think at that point I will take the opportunity to shoot. Okay. You've got Sheriff Bullock right outside the window there in front of you. Would I require a certain level of skill to avoid him? You would need to stand on something or stand up all the way at the window there to be able to shoot over his head. Oh, and then I won't be able to move back. Well, I would also let you peer out of the side there in the front. Am I allowed to hold? Absolutely. I'm going to hold and wait and see what okay. what uh, Fog does. Damn it. Uh, I saw that the sheriff shoot this thing three times, point blank, and it kept coming. I look at this rifle in my hands, and I think, what's the point? I looked at that, looked at that, that flame coming out of the church, and I think, well, maybe God's on our side this time. I dropped the, uh, I dropped the rifle. I turned, turned outside, out from uh, behind the, uh, the saloon. I, I throw my hands up and ask for a burst. <laughs> a burst, oh ask for a burst. Okay, as you're readying this, Bullock has noticed both Clayton and Reverend Mason. And he looks behind him after the light had shown and after he gets a second, he sees that there's other people firing. He takes a second, he looks behind, he looks at the two of you. He says, I don't know who you are, but fucking help. Mm -hmm. I said get inside the church, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're doing out there, get inside the church. Fog. Yeah. Let's play a game. Holy shit. Jack Here of diamonds. Come on. Six of hearts. Eight of hearts. Eight of spades. All right. Two Oof. clubs. Because you're a grip point, you can replace one of the cards if you want. I've already so got a pair, but you, let's uh, let's 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 change the two. Okay. All right. Spell effect remains the same. The spell right. succeeds. Just need one for a burst. I I, I dropped it. I dropped this thing. I I kind of and 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 I scream around the corner. And I go. Ah! 
Just kind of running halfway down the street and ah, hoping that something comes out of me. Something was supposed to, and a cone of of, uh, of, of fire burst from, from my fingers, starting and, and coning out, coning out towards the, uh, tw- towards the, the three fellows right, right, uh, right in the middle there. Okay, you're gonna roll 2d6 damage. Come on. Twice. Twice. Okay, eight. Okay. Nice. Does his six explode? Oh. And four. Okay. Does six explode six for damage? Explodes oh yeah. Oh, oh, is oh, it a D six or a D eight for your? Uh... He had one of his. One, one of, his one of them. Sixes. Yeah, one of them was a six. Oh good. One. Yeah. First. Yeah. Explode okay, that so, one. So explode. Two. So, so the first one was so ten. That's ten. ten. The first one was ten. Mm-hmm. And eleven. Wow. Wow. Immediately, once you fire the beam of energy and fire and flame out at these creatures. It reaches out toward them. The center one who took the three shots to the chest from Sheriff Bullock gets knocked back and is terrified and he's gonna run away. The one to his right, his cloak catches fire and the remaining sort of rotting flesh on him starts to burn. He takes a step back and the one next to him He also backs up about, I would say, five feet. The right side of him catches fire. He doesn't care. None of them care that they're on fire, except for the one who ran away. As the the middle one ran away, I want you two to make notice checks from the church window. On the, about the guy running away? Mm Mm-hmm. Six total, four. Okay. You guys saw that his face was hidden by a hood. You can see sort of underneath it that he had some of the same features as some of these other outlaws, but he was hooded and cloaked in a little bit of a different outfit than they're wearing, and he fucking ran away. Interesting. Huh. Did he look like he was also in the same state of decay? Hard to tell with his outfit on, but you could definitely see from underneath it a a paleness, a serious paleness. I guess I'm I'm standing out. Yeah, here. yeah. Move can your I, guy. Can I back away? Can of I? course, yeah. If you want to flank uh, up to uh, Sheriff Bullock, I'm, uh, I came out here to stand with uh, with Sheriff Bullock. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm probably still sta- standing there with my hands like this, and, and I look, look at Sheriff Bullock. And I look at my hands. And I look at Sheriff Bullock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sheriff Bullock is looking at your hands and looking at you and looking at your hands and looking at you. Right. And he says, "I don't know who you are, but I appreciate it." And he takes a shot. He's definitely distracted. He's nervous now that you're standing next to him. The shot ricochets off one of the uh, remaining lanterns on one of the poles. (laughs) (laughs) Not the lantern! And disappears. And then he just goes ahead and starts to reload quickly now that he knows there's backup and one of their numbers is down. All right, it's time for the outlaws to take a turn. So... I would say the one that is shaken currently is going to try and unshake himself. And he succeeds. Mm. Travis, if you can help me, yep. he's gonna move to the center of the thoroughfare in front of the two other outlaws. And he hasn't had much luck with Sheriff Bullock, so he's gonna take a shot at you, Fog. He shoots directly at you. The problem is one of his eyes is missing. <laughs> and his bullet goes right between the two of you and lodges in the window frame that the two of them are sitting behind. Very close call. The one behind him to his left 
is going to move up and flank him to the left. Um, yep. This guy is going to move up to his flank and take a shot at you as well, Fog. Some dick. Uh-oh. Three shots. Oh, no. I love exploding. Exploding. Yeah, that's a lot of exploding. Whoa! What? Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that, like, that makes me sad fuck. on every level already. Give a lip of courage. Enough. He fires his weapon at you. It hits you in the thigh, on the leg that was already kind of bad already, not on your good one. Hits you in the thigh, and you're shaken. The final outlaw on the back is going to move up and flank with the other ones. Uh -huh. Strength in numbers in his mind, what's left of it. He's going to fire at Sheriff Bullock. These guys are not happy with him. And he shoots at Sheriff Bullock. Bullock is quick enough to move out of the way as he finishes reloading. It gets stuck in those steps you were thinking about hiding behind earlier. Misses. Since I held... Now that all of the bad guys have gone, mm -hmm. can I use my movement to drag Aloysius into the church? Absolutely. That's what I shall do. <laughs> so I see him go down, and I see everything that's happened, and I stuff the matches in my bosom, and I run outside, and I grab him by the shoulders and just drag him as fast as I can in through the front of the church, and in hiding. Thank you, darling. Thank you. I don't know what you just did with your hands. Uh, you know, I had a good morning. <laughs> Arabella, it's your turn. Uh, you also get to go whenever you want. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Arabella, it's your turn. Okay, I'm going to whoop, whoop. I'm going to pop up through the window and shoot over Sheriff Bullock's head. Mm. Hopefully not shoot him. And I'm going to go for um, uh, which one looks the most wounded right now. Yeah. Is there one that looks um, rough? Okay. I would say the guy in the center that took that uh, shot from Travis, okay. from uh, cl from uh, Reverend Mason, he's pretty, yeah, uh, sorry, in the open? left. Uh, I mean, they all look like shit. Okay. But that one, you saw him get shot. All so right. you know that he's probably a little shit. shaking. Yell at him to move out of the way from the window? Try so it. So that we can shoot? Try it. Get out of the way! He turns around and he says, why? So we can shoot. Well, I didn't know you had fucking guns. And then he moves <laughs> to the left <laughs> then out of the way. Good call. He's going to kind of hug up against the, the, there you go. That's fine. Yep, that's perfect. All right, shooting this guy. Ooh, yes. double four, sorry. Four, four on the D4 so I get to re-roll it, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Exploding, six total. Okay, that hits. Go All ahead right. and roll damage, please. Six. Uh, six damage. Two, six plus one. Plus one, seven damage. That causes damage. Where would you like to shoot him? You can't shoot him, you can't call a headshot or something, but if you want to tell me like the general area. Yeah, I'm going to see the, the giant target mm -hmm. that the Reverend has made, and I'm going to just aim for right above, kind of chip away at that hole that the Reverend has already put in his chest. Okay, you fire, it hits him in the chest, he doubles over, He's shaking. That's right, bitch. Shake it up. Reverend Mason, unless you, sir, would like to do something. Mr. Sharp? No, be my guest, Reverend. <laughs> oh, I, I spend this round uh, reloading the double barrel shotgun. Okay, yes, because you shot both I, I uh, your loads. I spent both shells. 
Fair enough, I'll take my turn then. Yeah. <laughs> any, any movement, Reverend? You want to stay in, uh, behind cover there? Yeah, I'll just peek around, see that they're still in the same general area until uh, Sheriff Bullock to, to pull back. We have numbers. Okay, and Sheriff looks behind you. He, he says, you even know how to fucking fire that thing? You bet your ass. Get inside. He gets inside. Inside, inside, inside here, inside. Yeah, the open part in the front. Yeah. To the right, a Marisha helper out. The open part with the front. He's gonna actually just peek behind the cover there. He's not gonna go to the window. He's gonna stay where he can still see stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's behind a little bit of cover now that he knows he has some help and he's not being ambushed. But there he is. He's in there. Yeah. Fog is in there too. But we're just sure. right. Yeah, we're it's all tight, tight quarters. Tight quarters. Yeah, yeah. We get the idea. So. Looking over the edge, you know, guns up, seeing them take bullets into the chest and slugs and fire, and it's pushing him back, but it's not quite, you know, finalizing. And I'm gonna go ahead and turn around, and which one of them looks the least, the, the least shaken? The one on the far right. One on the far right. Yeah, um, the one closest to, right. to your far right so, there. So he'd be the one who's probably the first I see when I turn anyway. Absolutely. So it spins around. I'm gonna go ahead and take two shots towards the head. Okay. Towards okay. the head? Towards the head. Come on. Oh, well, that's a called shot. Yes, it is. Okay. Called shot is minus four to your roll, please. Woo! First shot. It's a one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a two. Oh! Worth, <clears throat> worth an attempt. Yes. You come around four. the corner and stepping on to the small platform in front of the gem saloon and you aim perfectly down the sights, and there's absolutely no way you can't hit your target. And as you take one step foot forward, a loose floorboard in the rickety front of the gym saloon kind of trips you up, and you fire, and both bullets whiz past the, the head of the, of the undead outlaw. All right, I'm going to use the rest of my movement to go ahead and probably mosey up to the side of the church here. Yeah. Okay. Grouping up. Miriam. Um, I'm going to shoot at uh, the one that is the same one that he was aiming at. Kay. The deuter in blue, right? Yep. Three. That does not hit. Your bullet flies past him and he sort of looks and tries to see where that came from, but mm-hmm. can't see Can't see it, because I ducked quickly behind. So yeah, I spun out to shoot mm. and, and just immediately went back, and I clearly, I even knew as I was doing it, I was too shaken or too rushed to be able to hit anything, and also concerned about Aloysius. Okay, Mr. Fogg. Uh, I think I need to spend a white chip and uh, get this shaken status off of it. What you actually will do is, you will actually just make a vigor roll to see if you can get unshaken. Okay. Two and a three. Oh. It fails. Bummer. Well, I just uh, pulled up this side of the church, y'all enjoy yourselves. <laughs> okay, Sheriff Bullock now from his new vantage point is going to take a shot at the one that's shaken already. Let's go if I can hit. So he shoots at that shaken enemy and he hits it directly in the neck. Yes. Mm. And it drops to its knees for a moment and is grabbing at its throat. Now has a wound. Okay. So there's two of them that are wounded? No, the shaken one is what he was shooting at. So now instead of shaken, he's wounded. Ah. And 
because of his vantage point and the fact he has friends with him now and confidence, he takes his time peering around from the church, takes a deep breath in, fires straight through the forehead. That outlaw drops back, hits the ground, completely dead again. Yeah. He's gone. Excellent. All right. The one in the center looks over, sees his fellow uh, undead douchebag completely dead, completely dead dead, and not getting up. And he freaks out, and he's going to turn around and try and shoot at... He can't really see the Reverend, so he's going to take a shot at you, Joe. Bring it. And... (laughs) He kind of peers around and he's he's a little bit he's a little bit shook up from what just happened and he peers around and he shoots. The bullet actually goes through the wall that you're standing next to from the inside and out about two feet behind your head. And you look back at it and you're just not even close. <laughs> the one on the far right is gonna take a shot at Sheriff Bullock, because he just killed his friend. Okay. If you kill the sexy sheriff, I'm gonna be so upset. Oh. He fires straight, he's got a straight eye line to Sheriff Bullock. Ugh. He fires at him, boom, hitting him in the shoulder. And Bullock kind of goes back a little bit and then immediately just gets back to his position and aims his rifle. He's, he's hit, but he's a tough motherfucker. That's gonna bring us to Arabella's turn. Again, Mr. Sharp, you're allowed to take your turn whenever you want. Arabella, what would you like to do? Are you gonna light this place up? Only if they get closer. All right. I think we're holding them off for now. And I'm going to get back up through the window and aim and shoot again. I'm gonna shoot at the one that's, there's one that's, sh- oh, one that's dead. Yeah. And so these other two are not shaken or wounded. Not shaken or wounded yet. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna go for the one on the left. Okay. Nope, that's a three. Okay, as you peek through the window and fire, you can't really tell which one of them, you know, you were kind of just aiming so quickly and you just shot and it just goes between the two of them. Ends up in the dirt down here. It's okay, um, we can still light it up. Curse my white collar upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to move anywhere else? Uh, nope, I'm just gonna just duck back out of, I'm doing the, yeah, just duck doing back the out peek, of sight. And, right. peek and go. Uh-huh. The homer into the hedge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Peekaboo. <laughs> okay, up next, we're gonna go with Reverend Mason. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll peek my head back around. Mm-hmm. And fucking giant cone of fire coming out, the, the sign lit up. I'll look down at my crucifix and say, Lord, don't fail me now. And I'll come out from behind cover and go, get thee away from me, Satan! And I'll cast Bolt. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Oh, that's a twist. <laughs> Bolt. What could possibly go wrong? I know. Yeah. Is one power point. One power point. One power point. We can do that. Here we, we go. Come on. Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> Keep on sunny side. On sunny side. Reverend Mason. Oh. It's time to play a game. I'm ready, Lord. Queen of Hearts. That six of hearts likes to keep showing up, doesn't it? Ooh. Ooh. Ace hot. Mm-hmm. 
Joker. This is whatever you want. Oh. Oh. oh! If you get a Joker in your spell casting, basically it works as whatever other card you want it to be. Now, you got Ace High, which means the spell already succeeds. Right. Yeah. I'll pull a. I'll pull a. Uh, I'll pull the Seven of Clubs out. Oh! Oh! oh there. There. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, or well, there are three of a kind. Well, yeah. Three of a kind. Three of a kind is more. Oh yeah. Three yeah. Of a kind. Yeah. Is that does the spell have a raise on it or anything? You yeah, yeah it says if there's a raise, it's three d six instead of two d six. Bam! Woo. All right. Woo. Oh, that's a six. Does that explode on damage? Yes. Yes, it does. It does. Yes, it does, sir. Eleven. One more. Twelve. Twelve. Twelve points of damage. He's shaking. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Oh, shit. I'm just moving the earth. I was going to say, the Lord moved the whole bit. I know. He's shaking the entire community. I feel the earth move under my feet. Marshall? Yes. I apologize, but I regret to inform you that the Joker, if used in the Manitou spellcasting, does act as a wild but it still does run on the backfire table. Okay. It is the ultimate cost of using the Joker. So it's the D20, and whatever happens to him, happens to him. I'm so sorry, Reverend. Okay. Not really. This, oh. is, for the, this is for the Joker card coming up in the... Oh, so if the Joker man. card comes up, Let's go, no matter what, that ha- you rolled D20. No. Oh, just if only it comes up on it. initiative, it's me. not. If it comes up during your spellcasting attempt, then yes. I need you to make a vigor roll, please. Come on, what you got, what you got? With a wild card is along with it, right? Mm. Uh, seven. You suffer a level of fatigue only. Mark, mark one level of fatigue. Seeing this now, between like the burst of fire yeah. and now the reverend firing a bolt of holy lightning out of his hand. Mm-hmm. Sorry. All right, Sharp, get your shit together and be of use in this. Turns around, he's gonna take one shot towards the one that he just hit with the bolt. Okay, the shaken one. And ready his second gun to follow up based on that one. Okay. I cannot roll. It's <laughs> a two. It's a two. Oh, she goes wide, bring up the offhand weapon. Come on, Sharp. That's ah, a two. Oh, it's a four no. minus two with the offhand. I just can't do shit. It's okay, right that's the uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's how it works dice, when friend. you're DM and you get to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the curse of the DM. <laughs> you pay pay and I'm paying all penance. You've been building for years for the songs. Oh. And bringing so much joy to your fellow thank you, thank adventurers. You. Both um, go wide, and I'm just like, shit. Both of them go wide. And, it's uh, pretty crowded in that church now, isn't it? Yeah, there's absolutely room to no, get in there. Is there room to get in there and still be able to fire out? You guys would have to take turns at peeking out the window or peeking out the side where Sheriff Bullock is, or somebody could go upstairs, upstairs. to the upstairs yeah. window. Yeah, upstairs or is an I would not trust the upstairs sort of cover situation, but the, where the, the wood where the window is is fine. Miriam and I are downstairs. technically downstairs. We're technically We're downstairs. Just there for As is Aloysius. He's yeah. on the floor. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll use my movement to get inside the church with everyone else and just try and find somebody who I can kind of coordinate with to take turns firing out of an opening. 
Absolutely. I'm going to shoot at the... All right, let me shoot at the, the fine one. Okay. Shake, shoot it shaken? Haha, <laughs> okay, got it, sorry. Dirty right. martini, shaken, not wounded. <laughs> Two. Okay, I'm... it goes wide. Mr. Fogg. All right, let's try and get back up off of this. So that's, uh, I think we're rolling two D6s. See what happens. I got ah. a six, got a six. You're good, you are unshaken, my friend. Unshaken. Excellent. Yep. Can I move now, Can I? what can I do? So now that you're unshaken, I'm you unsh- have your full movement and your full action available. All right, so, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. So I'm going to, my, my rifle is still, because I left it back right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive out of the, uh, mm-hmm. out of the, uh, the church onto my rifle using this as some cover, laying, laying down. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. More like, uh, more like kind of right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go like prone instead prone of yourself down, to shoot? Uh, towards uh, Mr. Mr. Shaken, not Mr. Shaken. Sure. Absolutely. So you use your shooting skill use to roll sh- to see if it hits. All right. So, so roll your shooting and your wild die. So my shooting is uh, is eight. Ooh. Yes. Okay, I've got a six that explodes and a four. Okay. Roll damage, my friend. All right. Okay, two and uh, the six explodes. Yes. <laughs> Get it. Two. So, uh, so that's uh, ten. So much fog. And which gun was this you were shooting? The rifle. <clears throat> so, you lay down with just sort of your elbows on the ledge outside of the gym mm-hmm. saloon. You position yourself clearly. You're looking at him. He's sort of staggering at this point. His guns are still out. He's still in the game. He's just sort of staggering a little bit. The one next to him is grunting and kind of nudging him. And he staggers, and as he looks over at the other one, your bullet goes through the side of his temple, and you see the back half of his head literally land probably 10 feet behind him in the (gasps) thoroughfare, and he falls flat back. Dead again. Fogs are coming. (laughs) All right, now being furious at uh, being the last one out there. He's gonna take a shot. Is that you out there, Mason? Yep. Okay. I got a little overcomplished, okay? Gonna take a shot at Mason. The power of the Lord just overtook him. Like Ernest goes to camp. Wow. <laughs> you remember? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh. So, the last remaining undead outlaw on the thoroughfare takes his shot at you, and it's wide. It's Ooh. wide. It's wide. <laughs> Arabella. Oh. You're up next. Matt, I would remind you that you have the wild card, but it doesn't matter because you're rolling like shit. I know, apparently. <laughs> That's just how it works out today, guys. Sorry. Our belt. We all have our days. Uh, all right, one more time. And through the window. I'm going to shoot again. Mm-hmm. Oh, double sixes. Okay. Oh, pew pew. Seven total. Seven total. Yeah, because you just re-rolled yes. one, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Let me roll damage. Roll damage. Double six again! Oh. Wow! Roll both again. Yeah. Let's go to Vegas! Oh. Oh. Okay, so another one's a six. 
six and one's a five, so it's 23. Thank you. Reroll on the six. 23 and another six, four. Six, six, five, right? uh, 27 damage. What weapon were you using? My revolver. So you peek up from the from where you were hiding in the window. <laughs> just adrenaline shot. You shoot it. It fires straight out the window and straight down the thoroughfare as if you had done this hundreds of times before. And it lands right through its left eye. And you see it turns as the, as the power of the colt hits it. You see it sort of go back and this entire side of its head is blown off, scattered in the thoroughfare. He falls dead. <laughs> that was a fucking shot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That so, was insane. With all the undead outlaws cleared, Bullock makes his way out of the church and starts to just sort of move to the center of town and you see sort of some people are kind of coming out of the buildings now. Everyone's a little bit freaked out at what's going on. But the people are still there. Yes, the people are there. They were absolutely hiding and as you sort of make your way through and you can see thanks to the light so brilliantly cast by Arabella, there's a few dead hoople heads outside of the gym saloon and some of the other places that <clears throat> appeared that they were killed by these undead outlaws. Did you see? Did you see what our Lord and Savior imbued us with? He provided in the most dark time. We are touched. Maybe we are. Thank you, Lord. And I just dropped down to my knees. Start praying. <laughs> Although I, I wish this you were incredible. You are so bad yourself, young lady. Thank you. I drop to my knees and I say, I need to refill my whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just silently cursing to myself in the corner while I reload my guns. Uh, fucking shit. People watch this. Arabella, for your fantastic show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As you guys sort of gather in front of the church and come out once you realize that the scene is safe, Bullock's sort of out of breath and he looks furious and he's sort of surveying the dead, deadwood citizens and then he looks over all of you and he says, uh, thank you. Uh, Know what those were? You have no fucking clue. I'll tell you what they were. Horse thieves shot a couple people outside the gem saloon. Two days ago, we hung them. They've yet to be buried. Tonight, they came out in the thoroughfare and started shooting everyone. Where were the uh, where were the bodies being held? back alleys. Are there any more? Any more bodies? These ones were the only men we hung the other day. Looking around, is that dark fog that we saw rolling in, is that still creeping on the perimeter of the light? It's starting to dissipate. There was a fourth one that bolted up the street. A hooded figure. Yeah, he didn't seem to like the fire so much. Anybody, anybody catch a direction of where that one was running? Toward the livery and out of town, I would suspect. Yeah. Thing is, we only, um, only hung three men. Mm. Was there something different about that fourth one? You were here the longest. I didn't get a good look at him, but 
If he was here today, maybe he'll be here tomorrow. We need to check the town for any more dead bodies, recent or otherwise, that happen to be above ground. Also, how deeply do you tend to bury your dead? I have a feeling shallow graves aren't gonna cut it. The cemetery. Has anyone checked the cemetery? How your sister's doing. Oh, God. You're the one with the dead sister. Yeah, I'm the one with the dead sister. Well, I'm sorry as hell to hear about that. Who are the rest of you folks? Reverend, I know you. Of course, sure. I don't think I've seen you around. Uh, Definitely I... haven't seen you around. I've seen you around. Are you two staying in my hotel by any chance? Yeah, we are. Yes, sir. Separately. Separately. Understood. I appreciate the help. Who are the rest of you folks? Oh, I'm staying with Mr. Whitlock. Hmm. Bit of a recluse, that one. Yeah. Doesn't come out much. Probably for the best. On nights like this, I'd say so. Uh, what are your dealings with Mr. Swearingen? <sighs> that speaks volumes, <laughs> Mr. Bullock. We work together when we have to. He's a madman. Hmm. Sheriff, I can vouch for the rest of these individuals. Uh, Mr. Sharp is, uh, is a very dependable gentleman. Uh, Mr. Fogg here has, has been very valuable in our, our little quest. Of course, Miriam here has been looking after me something fierce. Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful for that. While they're talking, I'll go ahead and walk off to retrieve the horses. Okay, go get the horses. But before you do, <clears throat> Bullock stops you and says, hey, I've got to go secure the rest of the town. But listen, that shit you did with that fire and the light, seen that kind of thing before. Around here, people like to hang people they don't understand. I'd be extremely careful using that kind of power in a place like this. I ain't got no partner. Just keep walking. He says, if you need to find me tomorrow, I'll be at the marshal's office, but thank you. You can investigate the town. It's the middle of the night. You can investigate the town with Bullock or without. If so, you will each get one fatigue. Or you can rest. For the night. I think a rest would do us all good. Yeah, I think some of us are a little worse for the wear as it is. Oh, how was your leg? Got a decent amount of blood there. Yeah, well, it, uh, it's not nearly as bad as it looked. Oh, well, you look like a 13-year-old who just got her time of the month, so why don't I... Take a look at that. I got a little bit of first aid. Well, <clears throat> find me, be it for me to <clears throat> ward off the touch of a woman. Huh. I'm going. Can I do a healing check and see if I can stop the bleeding All on right, Aloysius' leg? Yeah, go ahead and give me a healing check. Are you skilled in that or unskilled? I am so skilled. Oh. I rolled an eight on an eight. Okay. Excellent. So you let's go really to explosive. Nine. Total. 
feels incredible. Ooh. So, the bullet grazed your leg. It's not bleeding crazy. You can wrap it with some sort of tourniquet or cloth that Arabella has. Mm-hmm. So she wraps it around your leg, tightens it. It's not bleeding oh. too much. That leg's already sort of in a funny spot. So just don't like tell my husband okay. that I got up in your grundle. Mm-hmm. I'd appreciate it. Actually, the grundle's in. Be- okay. Well, oh. the grundle. Mm-hmm. Aloysius, do you have somewhere to stay tonight that's safe? I know Mr. Sharp is taken care of. I know Arabella is fine. You just came into town. Bullock speaks up and says, free rooms at my hotel for anyone not already staying there for your help tonight. Thank you, Sheriff. Much obliged. I may even take you up on that. Not that I don't enjoy the drafty comforts of the church. Mm-hmm. Okay. I should probably be getting back to Mr. Whitlock. Mm-hmm. Do you right. feel safe going by yourself? No, but I figured that's what I signed up for when I got on the train to Deadwood. Well, at the very least, we'll let one of us accompany yeah. you, at least drop you off at home. It's the least I can do, ma'am. Thank you, gentlemen. Now, let's all make sure we convene early enough in the morning. We still have initial business to complete. As you guys are sort of making your way down the thoroughfare, some of the townspeople have come out and they're... They're sort of whispering. They're looking at these bodies in the center of the thoroughfare that are, you know, blown to shreds, basically. And they're sort of whispering to each other. They're looking at you. They're whispering to each other. A lot of them are looking at you, uh, some of them with fear, but most of them with, like, thank Christ. And as you pass through Indeed. the end of the gem saloon, you see the swinging doors open to the outside. And Al Swearingen comes out with the toothpick, looks down at the scene, Looks down at you all and gives you a nod, gives you a nod, looks at the scene one more time, walks back in and shuts the door. Anybody pay attention to me as I wander off to the hotel? Only the people that are sort of just looking and whispering. Some people are thanking you for saving the town. Others Anybody are comes up scared. to me and growl and keep moving. Okay. Are you sort of in the front? Walking yeah. towards it. as you're walking, I've, I've retrieved the head off the horse in the bag, mm-hmm. bloody bag. And <laughs> oh yeah. Taking it with myself to the hotel so it doesn't okay. vanish in the night. Bullock has left to go secure the town. Um, as you're about to walk up to the Bullock Hotel, there's a drunken hooplehead who sort of stumbles out. He looks at you. He says, "I know you, man. I pray that's incorrect information. What happens if God says no?" Better find yourself a place to sleep right now. Forget you even cross this path. I forget fucking everything, man. What do you think? And he sort of just kind of stumbles backwards, and then you see him sort of just walk to the side of the hotel, and he's just kind of looking at you, and he's looking at the rest of you, and then he just sort of slumps down, and he's fucking out. <laughs> do you think that What's... was a sign from Mr. Swearingen that he wanted to talk tonight, or do you think he would let us? Rest our heads a little bit. Come back with clean senses in the morning. I don't think he gets to decide that right now. I'll get <laughs> your rest. Thank you, Marion. Cheers. Okay. You guys <sighs> file into your existing rooms. You two. Mm-hmm. Saul Star sets you up, The now the operator of the Bullock Hotel yeah. and Hardware. <laughs> he sets you guys up with a couple of nice rooms um, that are available. And... 
Anything else before you guys go to sleep for the evening? Is Mr. Whitlock awake when I get home? Is Mr. Whitlock awake when you get home? Asked out with an empty bottle of whiskey next to the bed. Perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna sneak by him, go upstairs, get comfortable, get in bed like I've been there the whole time. Okay. You get into bed, he kind of, uh, he's back asleep. Anyone else? I do my usual, uh, routine of taking the one chair provided in the chamber and wedging it against the door. Okay. Securing the door. Anyone else? Uh, I go to get undressed for sleep and then I stay partly dressed. Okay. Just in case I need to run out of this room very fast. I have a bad feeling about all of this. It's too familiar to me. Either from my dreams or from something. I can't place it. And uh, I pull out my, my box, uh, my, my, the box that I have handy, and I put it down beside the bed, and I just stare at it, and I, I just leave it right there beside my bed before I go to sleep. You don't open it? I do not open it. Okay. Anyone else have anything they want to do? I pull my chair over to the, to the window, have a seat, and I holster my, my Colt Navy revolver. I don't touch my bed. I stare up at the moon and try my best to stay awake. Mm. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll go into my room, uh, lay back on the bed, just say, thank you, Lord. Must be a sign on the right path. Your will be done. <laughs> Sleep hard. Reverend Mason, in the night, while you're asleep, you see the familiar silhouette of the dealer reappear before you, and the familiar voice from the creature that you saw in your mind's eye earlier say, First one's free. Remove your point of fatigue, please. Ooh. First one's free. Ooh. Okay. That creature is still long, narrow, and massive. Sure. <laughs> Any that other guy. descriptive terms? <laughs> that guy. That, uh... oh, oh, that guy. <laughs> Are you guys awake in the morning? The, those of you that have spent some time in Deadwood are used to a familiar sort of waking up process, which is either Someone is gunned down in the street <laughs> at daylight. A horse tramples someone. There's a fight. There's a fire. Every day, a new adventure. Today, it's relatively quiet. Some brave souls are still out in the thoroughfare selling their wares and doing their cons and digging for gold in the, on the side of the road. But for the most part, some of the businesses are not open after the events of last night. Some people are not coming out of these buildings and their houses and their tents. Word has spread quickly through this small camp of what happened last night. You are free to explore the town. Some of the businesses that are open and some of the people that are actually around, you can talk to Farnham at the Bullock Hotel. 
God, no. <laughs> uh, before, as soon as I wake up, uh, I immediately go, I get dressed and I go out the door and I look at both of the doors where I know these two are sleeping and I go to Clayton's room to check if he's inside. Is he? If I knock? You knock. You hear a moment pass, some shuffling, sounds of feet on a wooden floorboard, the scrape of wood against wood, a slight slap onto the wood, then the door opens up but an inch ever so carefully. You see a barrel of an iron poke through. It's just me, I come in peace. Morning. Morning. I understand you can never be too careful. Mm. Do you know if the Reverend's all right? Haven't checked on him yet. I will. You get ready, we gotta move. I'm just... We saw what he did last night, right? And I saw what Arabella did, too. And I saw what Aloysius did, too. What does this mean? I don't know yet. All I know is it's what's kept us alive. And that's what matters the most to me. All right. Hmm. Go back to the Reverend's door and I knock. Okay. Who is it? It's just me, Reverend. Making sure you slept the good deep sleep of the Lord. I did, Lord sleep, slept. <laughs> Come downstairs and let's get some coffee and I'll get moving. Martin, okay. I'll um, get up, try and evade my husband and make my way to the hotel. Okay. Is he, what is he doing? Does he give a fuck what I'm doing? Yeah, like he's uh, he's probably downstairs eating breakfast. Yeah, he probably got up before you. He's down there chugging coffee and eating some greasy eggs and stuff because he's probably a little hungover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything you need before I go off and continue my studies for the day, Mr. Whitlock? Did you have a good night with um, your uh, with all with uh, uh, with the Reverend? With the we were with yeah. the Reverend. It was with the Reverend. Just, it was wonderful discussing all of the wonderful things you did for my sister. Wonderful things you did for your wife. Cynthia. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I haven't. You remember her, I, right? Of course, I remember her. I haven't seen him since the ceremony, since the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not really one for mixing words, so I'm glad you were out there <laughs> on behalf of us. Well, if it's all right with you, I think I'll continue to meet up, and I've found a lot of peace yesterday doing some volunteer work and helping to raise money for the church. If it's all right with you, I would love to go see if the Reverend needs me anymore. Absolutely. I, I plan to spend the most of the day uh, working on a puzzle that I found on that table sitting over there yesterday. <laughs> um, you do love your puzzles. I love the puzzles. But uh, yeah. I'll, I'll see you later tonight. I, I, I'm, I'm, pro- I'm probably not going to go out today. I know that's uh, I know that's sort of uh, typical, but I'm 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 probably just gonna I'm probably just I heard a lot of gunshots last night, and now you know I yeah. don't I don't do well with that sort of thing. <laughs> but um, I'll be here working on my puzzle when you get back. Um, 
I'll, I'll save a little booze for you like I did last night in oh. case you want a nightcap when oh, you go to yes, sleep. Oh, yes, that was wonderful. So kind of you. Yep, Such the bottle was empty, as you remember. Kind man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, have fun, sweetheart. And he sort of he sort of leans in and... I uh, kind of give him the cheek. Yep, yep. And he just sort of... He just sort of gets you right on the cheek and the neck awkwardly, oh, yes. where he didn't commit to either, and it's oh. this sort of weird, mm-hmm. weird, jawbone weird thing. And ear lobe thing. Mm-hmm. As you sort of walk away, he says, uh, "You, you look, um, you, you make a, a, you make a fine appearance, just like your sister." I'm glad that we could add that value to your life. <laughs> Thank you. And I leave. Yeah, he he immediately just starts like getting back into his figuring out his puzzle. That vomit came right up to here, like, right up to here, and it went back down as all that was happening. Uh, as she leaves the house, I would be just about as far as you can be away, but still in downstairs. The of being able to see the, no, no, just oh. uh, you know where the uh, how far the house is from mm-hmm. from uh, from from town, just. Uh, Wondering if you needed a ride in the town. Yeah, it's muddy as fuck, and I hate trotting through this shit. And I hop on the horse with him. Fog, <laughs> did you sleep last night? <clears throat> as well as any man has who had uh, fire coming from his fingers. <clears throat> so how's married life? Yes or no? Did you sleep last night? <laughs> I slept, you know, but uh, but. Even even a even a good night's rest for me is a bad night's rest for most. Okay. So, uh, but I did sleep. Uh, go ahead then with your conversation. Ah, uh, well. So anyway. <clears throat> yeah. How's the Mister? Oh, he's just the same as he was the day before and the day before that. Honestly, I I count my blessings with each passing day. He doesn't hurt me. Hmm. I have many a friend who weren't so lucky, so. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Do you have a wife? Children? Family's a blessing. I don't necessarily have the luxury of. Well, family can also be a curse. Well, ain't we a fucking pair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's... Strange, Aloysius. Coming out here, all I could think about was if there would be some sort of miracle that could bring the dead back to life just so I could see my sister again. I don't know. Guess we gotta be careful what we wish for. I don't wanna pretend like my ego did any of this, but... I got a feeling that this whole thing is a lot bigger than you and me. I think you might be right. Down the stairs, carrying the heavy and somewhat still loosely congealed damp sack over the shoulder. Sack of jail. Are you uh, walking through the front to go out? Walking through to get some breakfast and meet up with the rest of these folks before we go ahead and meet up with Mr. Swearingen. Okay. I see that I've been waiting patiently at the base of the stairs for these two gentlemen. Okay. Are you coming down now too, or is there anything else you wanted to do? I'm sorry, is that a yes? <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Not a morning person. I apologize. As you, uh. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. First, oh, I, I told. Shit. 
I told myself, first person to invoke, I apologize. As you get to the bottom of the stairs, uh, you see a familiar face, who the person who checked you into the hotel and the person who does a one out of 10 job of managing it. <laughs> Self-appointed mayor of Deadwood E.B. Farnham. He sits with his, playing with his sort of white gloves and he's looking over the counter at the three of you and he says, what do you got there? Your sacks, what's in there? I'll just step in and go, don't tell anyone, but we went down and we found ourselves a specialty to take over to, to the gem saloon and have them cook up for people today. I would feel like there are a lot of people who could use some, a good meal and something to make them feel better. And so we picked up a pig's head to take care of that. We're gonna take that over to the gym right now. Do you think that would be okay, Mr. Farnham? Oh, I think it'd be fine. I just sort of worry about maybe um, tasting half as much man as you do pig, but we use those pigs for a lot of things in town, but I, that's not my business to tell someone how they should eat. Well, if you don't say nothing, neither will I. <laughs> I won't say nothing to nobody you, for two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> and he kind of looks up at you, half joking, half serious. And then I smile at him and I say, "You got yourself a deal, sugar." Well, you can pay me any time. I'm, I'm. They leave me here and don't really deal with any of the important shit these days. But, um, I heard tell that. Some of you were involved in that shootout in the goddamn thoroughfare in the yeah, middle of the night. And, I've, and I've, already, I've already waved the two of them So you guys have started off. to walk out. I've waved the two yeah. of them off, and I'm just trying to take as much of his attention as I possibly can. Do you know anything about what was happening out there? I have no idea, but you make sure to keep your ear to the ground and let us know, of course. I mean, if we should be finding better ways to take care of ourselves or other places to go, you would let us know. I understand that you run a fine establishment here, but if we're not protected here, well, we should take our business elsewhere, perhaps to another town, don't you think? I mean, I sort of get paid the same whether the hotel's empty or full, but I I feel like you've been so nice to me, I... I sure. He <laughs> <laughs> says, uh... <clears throat> you've been over to the Bell Union across the street? Oh, I've walked by it occasionally and peered in, yes. You ever, uh... Seen Joni Stubbs? We haven't really seen her around in the last few weeks. Is that so? Well, maybe I'll ask around and, and see how she's doing. You know, we women folk can keep track of each other just by talking to each other the way we gossip. <laughs> Which is so strange to me, because all your outfits look the same. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, um... I heard rumors. Kind of looks around. He says, come here, come here. He says... $5, I'll give you information about what I've heard. Well, you do run a hard bargain, don't you? But I appreciate a good businessman. Well, it's the only money. thing I've run that's still hard these days. <laughs> All right. You slip him $5? Mm-hmm. Someone's been buying up land deeds for places where there's no gold. Is that so? It's got Mr. Swearing and Shook. Whole lot of something to get Mr. Swearingen shook. Who might those deeds be being bought by? 
I'm not sure. All I heard is they're starting to mine places where they shouldn't and where we know there's no gold. <laughs> well, you do me a favor, sugar. You've given me so much information today. I'm just indebted to you. Will you keep your ear to the ground and let me know if you hear anything else about what's shaking Mr. Swamgen or anyone else? I'll keep my ear to the ground. If you keep hiding as well as you're hiding the business you conduct in this establishment. I bristle just a tiny bit and I say, you have yourself a deal. All right then. And I wink and I sashay my way out and then I take a deep breath as I walk out and I shake it off. And the second you leave, he sort of wipes his <sighs> forehead and just sort of like looking out at you like, you know, just you talking to him, sort of, you know. I have the effect on oh, men. Yes, you do, my <laughs> friend. Okay, so are you guys? I make my way to the. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's just right there. It's just right there. That was, that was oh. excellent. Oh my god. Well played. If we had bennies to give you, they would be a. Nah, I got a few hundred special. behind this screen. <laughs> And give them to us. Too? Are you yeah, guys we're all here. together? Yeah, so okay. so probably, you yeah. probably all met in the thoroughfare outside, so you're now between the we're Bella Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're now uh, between the, the gym. between the Bella Union and the gym saloon out in the thoroughfare. What would you guys like to do? So step into the gym and go ahead and let um, let them know that we're here to see Mr. Swearingen. Hey, SAP. Okay, you. Uh, start walking all the way down towards the gym, and as you get about halfway there, you see Johnny. Mm. Uh, who has just come out of the gym, and he's walking, holding a big pile of what looks like laundry and like a white sack, mm. and he sees all of you, and he freezes, and then he runs back into the gym, curious. You guys keep walking down. You see the familiar doors on the balcony of the gym saloon come open. Al walks out with his cup of coffee. Top of the fucking morning. <laughs> well, it looks like we got ourselves a conversation to have. We got a proper... Um... Proper present. Mm. A present? That's not the first head someone's brought me. <laughs> <laughs> Come the fuck inside. Shall we? Yes. Come on. You guys go inside. As you walk in, you see Dan's already on his way upstairs with two bottles of whiskey and a handful of shot glasses. He says, follow <laughs> me. You guys get upstairs. Al seated behind his desk. Your chairs are laid out for you again. He says, have a seat. Take our respective our chairs. Respective yep. chairs, exactly. I'd love to begin with the events in the fucking thoroughfare last night, but tell me about the mining area. Yeah, about the mining area. If I were to tell you it was about mining and not so much a flaming hellhole of some sort of otherworldly entities, perhaps, or some terrible type life-eating creature, well, I'd be a fucking liar. He's sort of pondering what you're saying and define creature. Well, see, we went ahead and tried to muster up one of the uh, bodies of some of these things. About yay long, round, kind of terrible worm-looking snake things, little pincer tentacle mouth elements. Uh, we thought them all dead, all thousands of them that were smoldering in the, uh, the pit that had been previously oil-burnt by the previous Irishman. Uh, but some of them were lucky enough to be killed in the explosion, others not so lucky, and I roll the head out onto the desk. He sees the head roll onto the desk, looks at it for a second, 
opens his bo bottom drawer, takes out a bottle of whiskey, pours himself a shot, tilts the head so the face is looking towards him. Snake bites on his cheeks. Uses a letter opener, pushes the mouth back open. He looks down it. How many dead men? All of them. I'd say from what we saw, from what was visible, maybe a dozen or so on the outside of the actual uh, pit that they had constructed on the site. God just, knows how many more in the Just short of two dozen in total, I think. All of them like this, except with their fucking bodies attached. Seemed to be the case, other than the ones that were smoldering inside the pit itself. Any mining gear, mining surveying gear? equipment? Certainly, all sorts of it, but all of it damaged as well from what we could uh, surmise to be a self-inflicted destruction of their own intended operation, possibly upon discovering these things. Well, were you keen enough before you were too frightened to check for any personal effects or any identifying markers on any of the bodies? Say see who they were. See, uh, before we had the opportunity to, we had ourselves suddenly assaulted by more of these strange creatures rising up from under the ground, biting, scratching, wrapping, and pulling us down. Managed to get away with our lives and with the information at our disposal. These aren't just some kind of wild, terrible, weird creature. They have some kind of an intelligence that I can't explain. I don't know that any of us can explain. They mimicked our actions. You could tell they were capable of thought, not just wild action. And they were no beasts. They were monstrosities, demonic even. They came from under the ground. They would disappear into the earth and then just reappear as quickly as you please, wherever they wanted, many of them at a time. And they moved together, coordinated. It's unnerving. Seeing the proximity of these creatures, too, left a few of us uh, bereft of our senses for an undisclosed period of time, and upon which returning to town in this evening arrived to this strange violence in the main street thoroughfare. Connected? I don't know, but it all seems rather tricky to be happening concurrently. To tell you the truth, I'm not sure if we all should be thanking you profusely putting a bullet in your head. We went up there and have either been cursed or blessed and I'm not sure which one. What do you mean cursed? None of us are the same. Well, I could see that. I'm gonna give a real subtle eye mm. towards Fog to maybe not mm -hmm. give too much information. Now, when you said you were unconscious for an indeterminate period of time, when you came back to consciousness, the fucking snake's still there. No. Even the dead ones. Dead ones remain. I heard fucking rumors of this. What do you he mean you've heard? He sits back in his chair and he's... You've heard rumors? I've heard rumors of weird fucking shit happening in this weird fucking place, but I figured the one place it wouldn't reach would be this fucking place. 
Maybe you should tell us all about all of these fucking rumors before we go fucking wandering off into your fucking rumors again. Well, I can tell you, for those of you staying at the Grand Central, if the wheezy little motherfucker who runs that place hasn't told you already, someone's buying up fucking land deeds in town and places where there's no gold and it's known there's no gold. Who's buying it up? It's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. Obviously, the place I sent you to, someone bought that property, dug on it. How is it not possible to find out who bought these deeds? It's got to be somewhere. The information has to be somewhere. It does. I don't fucking have it. It's what I'm paying you to find. We found a letter, correspondence, but it was all in Gaelic. What did you just say? Oh, it was in Gaelic. But don't Irishmen work these mines all the time? George fucking Hurst. He says to himself, The Hurst? The Hurst. Only one who uses a hundred Irishmen in this town to get his mining done. You found this at the site? Mm. Yeah. Take this fucking head to Doc Cochran's and see what he can make of it. Grab the head, throw it back in the sack. Show no one else. Tell no one else. These other land plots that you were talking about. I'm assuming you know of the others? I know of a few on the outskirts of town and that's it. So far, the information I've been fucking getting from my sources, which is limited, that's the only one anyone started to dig on. The rest are being purchased and held. We don't know by who, we don't know how many. All right, to the dock then. Actually, Mr. Swerdgen, if you wouldn't mind, I hate to speak for the others, but the, the money that you gave us will Lord willing, be put to excellent use, but we did complete what you asked, great peril to ourselves. If we're to continue in this line of work, would it be too much to ask for your continued patronage of the Church of Deadwood? For the Church of Deadwood? Yes, sir. Johnny! You hear up the stairs, boom, the door bursts open. Johnny comes in, he's fucking, yeah, boss. A hundred dollars a week to the fucking reverend for as long as he should remain in this shithole of a godless fucking town. For the church. Reverend. Indeed, sir. Bless you. For the church. God keep you, watch over you every day of your life. You are a good man. And perhaps any companionship, and might I say, no, that, the ones no, in this house fine. are. I'm the Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> shall not want of the flesh. As all of this is happening, I take the bottle of whiskey that's been on the table and I just replenish my flask that I emptied in the church. Take the bottle, he says to you. To you, he says... You wouldn't be the first shepherd to fuck a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want to do one? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I have plenty. So, you guys can make your way out of the gym saloon wherever you like to go. Doc Cochran, let's maybe travel separately as to not 
raise suspicion that we're all working together? I think that's a fine idea. Yeah. Why don't you continue with the Reverend and I'll go with mm -hmm. Aloysius? Oh, which reminds me, Reverend, if anybody asks, I'm doing volunteer work for you in the church. That's wonderful. Volunteer work. If anyone asks. A ruse. <laughs> I understand. Yes. Reverend, you're getting better and better at this every day. Thank <laughs> you, Mr. Fox. Clayton, I suspect you want to travel alone. Sure, most comfy. Usual. As you are. As you guys walk out of the gym saloon, Clayton, why don't you make a notice check for Ooh, me? Shit. Ooh. Eight. As you walk out of the gym saloon, and you guys are gonna head basically pretty much just across the street to Doc Cochran's, you turn around and you see behind the corner uh, the guy with the hat that's tipped low, bowler hat tipped low, and he's kind of peering around the corner and he's looking at Arabella. And you kind of look over at him and he kind of just like scurries away. Miriam, mm. as you walk out of the gym saloon, you almost bump into another beautiful woman who's dressed uh, just as fine as you are. Uh, very few in town are dressed this way. The women at the gym saloon are not, they're in rags basically. Mm. You sort of almost bump into this other woman and she says, oh, I've seen you in town before. Why, yes, I don't believe we've had the pleasure of making each other's acquaintance. What's your name? My name's Celine. Celine. Pleased to meet you. My name is Miriam. And you're staying at the uh, Bullock Hotel that I see? Why, yes, just temporarily. Where do you make your home? I'm across the street at the Bella Union. Ah. You wouldn't happen to know Joni Stubbs, would you? I work for Miss Stubbs. Oh, how All wonderful. Of us do. And how is she doing? I understand that she is uh, an acquaintance of a, a related cousin of mine. <laughs> oh, to be honest with you, um, she's been, I don't know, ill, strange, uh, recluse. We don't really see much of her. She stays up in her quarters, but um, I'm allowed to come out once a week to, to get the wares and stuff, but I'm the only one. I try to check on her every day, but some days she just don't want to come to the door. So the girls and I sort of just operate the business ourselves. But one of the girls told me that um, you might have um, uh, you might have something that could help with this. I take her hand and I clasp it between mine. Now, darling, as long as you promise me you will stay as quiet as possible, yes. Yes, I do. You'll have to come see me sometime when I'm by myself. Perhaps, uh, perhaps I can come to the Bella Union. That would be preferred. We're not really supposed to be out more than this hour a week. I go get wares for the other girls. Understandable. I'll come by and perhaps pay a visit to you and Miss Stubbs. Is that all right? That would be wonderful. And I think maybe it would do her some good to see a new face in town, especially one as gorgeous as you. <laughs> now you remember, you keep your mouth shut. You keep your mouth shut about this. Thank you. I see her walk off. She makes her way with her basket back toward the Bella Union. I walk up to uh, Miriam and say, well, aren't you a woman of many talents? <laughs> if only you knew. I got nothing but time if you want to tell me. Let's 
pursue this friendship slowly, but for a long time. And the less we tell in the beginning, the more we have to share as we go along. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Make a notice check for me, Reverend Mason, please. You got it! <laughs> <laughs> Three? Yes. Okay. You see, pass by you, in between the buildings, the two men that were looking at you at the Bella Union, and uh, you don't hear what one of them says to the other, but the other replies and says, Well, ah, preacher's a fucking drunk. Going to Doc Cochran's? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, who wants to knock on the door? It's about 9 a.m., I would say. Clayton? Okay. There's a shutter that covers the door. There's a shutter that covers the window. Doc likes to either work in privacy or sleep in the pitch black. A little bit of both, probably. Nobody comes to the door. You knock harder? Mm-hmm. Just a goddamn second! <laughs> Do you hear from the inside of the shack? And out peering through the window over small spectacles is Doc Cochran, and he looks grizzled and shitty like he always does. You've seen him around town, and he's kind of hiding his eyes. Hold on a second. God damn. Put my hat. And he's kind of looking around. You guys can hear him through the thing. You hear him rummaging through some shit. He opens the door as he's kind of finalizing putting his vest on and he looks out and he says I saw you I saw you through my window last night get in quick get in quick you guys want to get in quick yes. okay you get in quick you file around sort of his weird operating bed and he doesn't really have furniture he drinks and heals people there's obviously different types of medicines hanging from there's vials and jars and everything everywhere and uh he pours a whiskey for himself and he says i've only got half the bottle left forgive me for keeping this i got a fucking hangover he takes a sip what can i help you with well i guess first off out of just personal curiosity do you see more than just us out there last night? I did. You see those uh, once hung outlaws we've been fighting? I did. We were wondering maybe what your explanation might be in your yeah. medical opinion. Do you want my historical opinion or my medical opinion? You know, whatever fucking opinion you got would take. <laughs> I've seen this sort of thing before. In the war. In the morning, we'd buried two brothers who killed themselves, and in the middle of the night, they'd be back up shooting at each other again. I never saw anything like it. Until last night. Do you remember anything similar about the situation there as you have here in Deadwood? I don't know what 
caused it. We saw it happen a few times in the war, but nobody really had an explanation. We had to, we had to mutilate those boys to keep them down. There was a, uh, a fog rolling in, into town, dark mist along the ground. It seemed to stop short of brighter light. Anything like that during the war that you saw? I saw the same during the war. And I know the same now as I did then. Which is fuck all. But I can tell you, if they were here last night, there may be more. It feels as if... In the air, it feels as if something was disturbed in the universe, but I can't quite put my finger on it. We've seen some other oddities. Show him the head. We're on business from Mr. Elsewhere, dude. Ah. And uh, came across some curious sights the day before that involved a, uh, a series of rather unnerving serpent-like creatures given like a full elaborate description of the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, biology of these mm-hmm. things and uh, while we were unable and seemed safely to retrieve one of the bodies of such creatures at the very least we could take a look at the damage it's done to some of these other miners case in point and then veil the Clayton, head give him the fucking head <laughs> head draw up the head and give it to him is it in the sack, or is it you draw it out of the sack? No, I draw it out of the sack. Okay, so he grabs like, it. Fucking excuse me for giving context. <clears throat> could you close the? Could you close the bell? <laughs> he, uh, the most interesting part. And I kind of push the jaw open a little more. <clears throat> he uh, grabs a cloth from the table and he takes the head from you and he kind of pushes his glasses up and he squints and he looks at it. Um, Sort of a snake bite, but not one I've ever seen before. And just kind of looking at the severed part of the neck, and he opens the mouth. Sort of looks at it, examines it under the light. Says the wounds are moving inward and, and, and down, but it's not. It's as if there's some several sharp. You think these things crawled in these miners' mouths? It would appear so, if not to kill him, to do something else. Was he, did you find any inside any of them? No. What? Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have much time to really investigate that deeply before we were attacked by some of these creatures. These <sighs> creatures don't stick around. They, uh, they, they, they change form. They, 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 they become one with the earth. They, they die and then reconstitute themselves. It's not something that we could bring back down here for you to even examine if we wanted to. I'd be afraid to look at it in such close quarters anyway. I would say you should do what we did during the war. If someone's fucking with the dead, they're probably doing it at the graveyard. You been to see your sister yet? No. It was on the checklist. Just haven't made it that far. How was she, Doc? 
Was she hurting? You made sure she wasn't hurt. Not, right? not, not, not at the end. Not at the end there. But she was past my fucking means. If I had any, by the time I did get to her, I'm, I'm awfully, uh, I'm awfully. Uh, it just sort of trails off, sort it's of right. solemnly. I reach my hand out and I grasp hers and I said, "When we go to the graveyard, we'll check on her." But we are going to the graveyard, right? That's the best worst job I've ever had. Don't disagree. What kind of other ones have you had? Let's just talk about this one, shall we? Sure, he says. And he picks up the cloth and wraps the head around it and hands it back to you. And he says, I, I don't think there's much more I'd be able to do with that. I don't think there's much more we'd be able to do with it. Unless you guys have a better idea, I don't want to be carrying around this fucking thing the rest of the day. Yeah. Mm -mm. Doc, do you know anything about a bunch of Irish miners or somebody that's buying up uh, goldless plots of lands around here? Doing mining where they shouldn't? Well, since that son of a bitch, Hurst, began his operation here, it's been the Irishman. Hmm. So I would say, if you found Irishman, Hurst probably sent him. Thank you, Doc. I guess we'll stop by the cemetery. Wrong part of town for his men to be in, though. All the way out there. His operation's way on the other side of camp. Other side of camp? Hmm. Where exactly? The biggest mining operation in camp. Where is it? On the outskirts of town, to the south. 100 workers, 200 workers, produces $50,000 in gold a week, probably. Hmm. So that's worth a visit, too. I've heard Hearst was always a man with a passion for the salt of the earth. What makes him want to pursue any other type of industry? What could he possibly be digging for? I wouldn't be putting all your interests in the uh, public opinion of a man so wealthy tends to be a constructive persona. Coming from a wealthy family with many people who have biases towards my own constructed persona. I think I could speak on those matters very well myself, Mr. Clay. Am I wrong? No. I just don't like your patronage. Doc, one more question for you. I take it you tend to the ladies of the town, particularly the ladies of the Gem Saloon and the Bell Union? I do, exclusively. Uh, I've heard tell that some of the ladies at the Bell Union are particularly unwell, uh, including Joni Stubbs. Joni's the one I know about who's not well. Won't haven't seen me in weeks. She won't see you? She won't see me, but she's always been a stubborn bitch. <laughs> Personal opinion aside, I... I'm wondering if uh, there's anything that I might be able to do. Perhaps I could convince her to take on some kind of treatment. Uh, if you would provide me with uh, perhaps the, the tools or perhaps any particular medicines that I might be able to take her way, I can head over to the Bella Union. I've struck up a sort of friendship with a young lady there named Celine. Hmm. Yeah, I know Celine quite well. If I knew her ailment, I'd send you along with something, but I could tell you from what I know of Joni Stubbs, what troubles her could be fixed, perhaps just with a visit from someone as kind as you are. 
Thank you, then. He looks at the two of you and he says, if George Hurst were in town, he's the kind of man that likes to make his presence known. Well, we won't be keeping you for much longer. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Appreciate you, the information. You wouldn't happen to have any books on you of healing or first aid or alchemy or any type of holistic medication that you would be willing to spare? You're asking a grizzled old doctor if he has any books on medication <laughs> and healing? <laughs> Once it he can spare. I'm sure you've committed much of this to memory. What do you want to read about? I'm interested in things that men are still trying to figure out. Alchemy, new means of healing, things that haven't necessarily been proven yet. I know a lot of that is very controversial in some circles. Started running out of luck in Atlanta. But I've heard rumor that you were a man of alternate means. He walks over to his bookshelf and takes down a book that is old, but it's in pretty good shape. Probably not one that's been read a ton, you get the sense. Okay. And he hands it to you and as you go to take it, he puts his hand on top of yours and he says, uh, I don't subscribe to much of what's in this book, but for your sister, I, I, I'm sorry. And he sort of hands it to you. Thank you. And he looks at you and he says, uh, you, you two look, you two look similar. But you got some quality she doesn't. You've got a curiosity that probably drives you mad. <laughs> she was always the sensible sister. Ah. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, friends. As we step out. Yeah. Well, we're already at this edge of town. Early in the day. Sun's high as it'll possibly be. Any objections to just heading over? I wonder if I might step over to the Bella Union to inquire a little bit about Joni Stubbs. I mean, weird things going on in this town, and if there's an unusual sickness, we should probably know about that too. Could we, uh, could we get a bite while you uh, have your conversation and then maybe head up to the graveyard after that? I see no reason why you shouldn't. Those of us who've already had breakfast, maybe we can kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, we could reconvene outside the Bella Union and then make our way to the, the Hearst mining camp. All right. Well, I'm going to head to the graveyard. I'll join you. I will as well. I suppose I'm off to the Bella Union by myself. I'll hold up the bar until you're done. Right. So, you guys, the, the graveyard's within walking distance, so it'll take you about like 15, 20 minutes to get there. You two get to the Bell Union very quickly. The door's unlocked, it's a brothel. You walk in, the inside does not reflect the outside. The inside is beautiful with ornate garments and 
beautiful rugs and tapestries covering the windows and beautiful art of all these beautiful naked women and all kinds of different stuff hanging on the walls. And uh, the furniture is polished and nice and the outside of the building is falling apart. And as you can see, it's beginning to decay, but the inside is very well kept and taken care of the downstairs. And um, the second the two of you walk in the door, Celine approaches you and she says, my God, I didn't expect to see you so soon. And you brought us a trick. Oh. <clears throat> well, indeed I did. And this man can wear a woman out, let me tell you. Oh, um, oh is we... that a fact, Mr. Trick? Might we find somewhere that we three could speak alone? I mean, yeah, I could introduce you to the other girls or we could talk alone. We've got the older one. I'm Celine, the older one's Whitney. The two youngers are Katie and Brittany. I'm gonna lean in and I'm just gonna say, Celine, I'd like you to take us upstairs. Just the two of us and you. I really just prefer to watch. Absolutely. And uh, as she's leaning the two of you and she stops right at the bottom of the stairs and she says, did you happen to bring any of your- uh... I did, my darling, but first get us upstairs. Absolutely. <laughs> and they walk you upstairs. She walks the two of you upstairs and into her private chambers. Uh, where there's a bed and there's a few nice chairs sitting there and there's a tub in the corner for her to bathe. And she says, have a seat wherever you like. She sits down in a chair, legs spread. She's wearing a beautiful blue and white dress. She has blonde hair that's pinned back, jewelry. She looks fucking fantastic. She's probably in her mid-50s. Oh. Celine. Before we begin, might you tell me which room my Joni is in? I really do want to check on her for my cousin. Directly across the hall. Oh, how convenient. Mm. Um, can we make a little trade, my dear? Of course. If I give you a little bit of what I have, do you think you could keep Aloysius company for a few moments? Yes. <laughs> I open up my snuff box and take out a small vial. I press it into her hand, and I turn to him, and I say, you're welcome. <laughs> she takes it, and she says, apologies for the fib earlier. I, I don't actually use this. None of us girls do. We don't take it for ourselves, but it is nice if a trick gets beaten on you, and he don't need to wake up the next morning. Hmm. She puts it in her bag. Be careful with that one. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> As you get up, and before you've already made it to the door, she's walking towards Fog and unzipping the back of her dress. And uh, oh, it, she's doing it with a fervor that would tell you that she didn't have to get that vowel from you to uh, want to go on this recent, on, on town with this recently uh, fucked man. Mr. Fogg in, in your cup. <laughs> right. This um, thing's going a lot more differently than I thought it would. Right? You started it. Yeah, apparently I did. I'm just continuing on this. I'm just yes ending everything, darling. Yep. All right. Okay. So can I go over to Joni's room? You go across the hall to Joni's room. You see in the crack below the door that there's no light coming from the room. It mm -hmm. just seems to be dark in there. Uh, it's very quiet, it's very still. By the time you reach the doorknob or, or to knock on the door, you start to hear the familiar creaking and 
pounding of the bed against the wall in the room behind you. <laughs> well, at least that will cover up any noise that I might make. I knock gently on the door. Say, Joni? No answer. Knock a little bit louder. Joni? No answer. I test the door. It's unlocked. I step in. The moment you walk in, it's it's pretty dark, but you can see in one corner of the room, part of the part of the drapes are moved over, and you see a single sliver of sunlight kind of coming through, illuminating about I would say a quarter of the bed. And in that quarter of the bed, you see Joni Stubbs sort of passed out, unconscious. Um, next to her nightstand, you see a snuff box. Is she breathing? She's breathing. She's assed up. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that the snuff box is full of the same thing my snuff box is full of, or empty of it. Go ahead and make a notice check for him. Four. Four again. Keep going. Three. So, eleven. Okay. You see the snuff box is open about this much and sort of caught in the side of the box, uh, you see a, a rubber loop, a small rubber loop that you are very familiar with, uh, mm-hmm. uh, dangling out the side of the box. Is there anything else suspicious in the room that might, might take me off to that being anything other than her being far too high for anything? You can't really see a whole lot in the room other than it doesn't appear that there's any, there's no one else in the room, but it's just same thing, kind Does of it some appear furniture. That she's been hurt, physically hurt or anything, just No, she's out. naked with a sheet over her and uh, over pretty much all of her and her clothes are on the ground. There's empty bottles of whiskey and stuff on the ground. It's, it's, it's a mess in there. It's a mess. Well, I just look down at her and I cover her up with, her, with the sheet, cover her up. I put the rubber band back in the snuff box and close it and I look around and I say, well, nothing suspicious here, just unfortunate. And I head back out of the room. Okay. As you're walking back out of the room, you hear a rustling in the bed and you hear, Whitney? Whitney, is that you? Faint voice. Hi, darling. Is there anything that you need? Who are you? A friend. Are you here to... work? Oh, no, darling. I'm here to help. She kind of sits up in the bed a little bit and squints her eyes at the corner of light, moves her hair out of her face, and... she says, you're here to help? And then she goes, you got more of this? She taps on the snuff box next to the bed. I don't have access to any more of that, sweetheart, but I think perhaps at this moment you may have had a little too much. I'd love to have the doctor visit you if you would let me. I know he passes no judgment on the ladies of this town. There's so much that you have to put up with. But I fear that if you take any more right now, it might be the end of you. She sits up in the bed and she says, What are you doing here in Deadwood, if not to work at a place like this? My husband and I had come farther west 
to learn more about our opportunities as we came out. He stayed behind in Cheyenne to set up shop there, but sent me on ahead to find out more about our prospects out here. I'm a woman of many talents. I don't doubt that to be true, she says. Where are you staying? At the Bullock Hotel. Oh, <laughs> fucking Farnham, she Indeed. says. <laughs> fucking Farnham. Has he, um, has he said anything to you about the rumors? What rumors? Someone's buying up land deeds. Everyone in town's been talking about it the past few weeks, but, um, everyone says they all heard it from the same person. And who might that be? Weasley motherfucker Farnham. Oh, indeed. You hear anything else? You hear anything about who it might be? It's such intriguing information. My suspicions always lead me towards Tolliver, but that's always because of our history. But Tolliver, he 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 does his stuff out in the open. Mm. Just something ain't right about. Farnham. A few weeks ago, when these rumors started, I realized I don't think I could live through another takeover of Deadwood, and I ain't got nowhere else to go, so I just started using some of the product girls used to kill the tricks who beat on them. There's no one beating on you, is there? Sweetheart, nobody's beating on me in a decade. In that case, there is stuff to live for. Do me a favor. If I send the doc, will you receive him? I promise to come visit you on the regular if you do. You're here to help? I'm only here to help. You can send the fucking doctor. I'll squeeze her hand, I say. I won't open the shades, you rest. What's your name, sweetheart? Miriam. Mrs. Miriam Landisman. Wow. Miriam Landisman. Did you make that up? Oh, no. I'm afraid that's my given name. Wow. You watch your back out there, Miriam. This ain't a place that's too kind to women. Oh, I know. Again. That's why my husband sent me ahead, only because he has great faith in my many talents. Or he's a fucking coward. She kind of lays back down in the bed. I step out of the room and close it. And I... Go over to the door to see how, uh, has the banging stopped. When you get to the door, <laughs> you hear the sound of wood and glass and other objects being thrown against the wall from the room you just came out of. A single thud with an explosion of sounds like breaking glass hitting a wall on the floor. In Joni's room? I, I I go back to the door and I knock hard. I said, Joni. Yeah, come in. I open the door. You see the snuff box she had thrown against the wall and hit the ground. The contents of it shattered and pouring on the floor of her bedroom. Well done. Well done. She looks at you and she starts to cry and she says, Just send the fucking doctor. I nod and I close the door and I triumphantly walk over to the room where Aloysius and Mm -hmm. Celine may or may not be finished. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Stand by. I open the door half half naked and uh, say, uh, God damn, I thought I was making noise. What the hell's going on out here? <laughs> Are you finished? Well, I guess I lost my groove. Let's get out of here. <laughs> As the two of you... Uh, oh, we just got his groove back. The artist's work is never done. Celine, <laughs> Celine yells back at you and she says, still the best I've had today. And... Uh, if I have time, I'd love to finish. Let's, uh, I guess, uh... Hey, it's up to you. I'm headed to the graveyard. Just let me put my pants on. <laughs> As you put your pants on and you start to make your way down the steps, you notice that every single one of the women in the Bella Union is looking at you with great admiration. And they look to be intelligent. They look to be... They look to have their se the secrets of their own but they are all sort of looking at you like just kind of smiling and nodding at you as you, uh, as you walk through the, the main foyer down there. And I smile at each one who I make eye contact with and I proudly walk out the front door. Okay. And wait for my gentleman friend. As you're waiting for Mr. Fogg, uh, are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna try and finish up, or are you gonna? No, um, no, no. I'm literally putting my pants on. Okay, and so you're just gonna you put know, your pants on and come yeah, down. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna make you roll Ladies? for endurance. Is <laughs> that a bigger check? Yeah. Bigger check. Okay, so. I think he has proved to be quite vigorous. Um, all of that only took about, I would say, 15, 20 minutes. No offense, because Atta you boy. didn't get to finish. <laughs> you didn't get to, you know, properly. But. Um, Sorry. It wouldn't take you too too long to get to catch up to them at the graveyard. They have been traveling pretty much this whole time, walking up there as you've uh, as you've been doing this. You guys, you guys do still have a couple of the horses which were tied to the back of the church still, I believe. So if you mm -hmm. wanted to use those to catch up to them, you can. Right. Or you guys can stay in town. You don't have to go up with them to the graveyard. It's up we to you. We had three in total, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So I don't know how many you guys took, but we were walking. Yeah, we were we walking? Were. Oh. Excellent. Let's take a horse or two. Absolutely. Okay. So you, on the horseback, catch up to them right as they're sort of cresting the hill towards the graveyard. Um, two horses. On the way two horses. to the graveyard, Anything happen? Anything you guys want to discuss? On the way to the graveyard. <laughs> Would you mind if I asked Miss Whitlock, when was the last time you spoke with your sister before she passed? I don't know, it's been months. Being so far away with her out here and us in Atlanta, correspondence was very few and far between. Yeah, it picked up a little when, when the telegraph came, but um, for the most part it was handwritten letters as soon as they could make it before she became sick. We heard from Mr. Whitlock that she wasn't doing so well, and then it seemed like a week later, um, Got, got the word that she was gone. I honestly don't know how much time that was in between. Mail can move so slowly. It's hard to say. But last time we heard from her, she was making do, man. She made our parents very proud. I guess that's 
What matters? I know siblings can be unique situations. And pardon me if I'm prying. Were you close with your sister? When we were children, yeah. She was my best friend. Felt like she was always trying to keep me out of trouble while I was always trying to get us into trouble. She was arguably a much better, much more responsible person than I was. But I guess you could say I was the fun one. You do strike me as a um, very energetic, intelligent, extroverted woman. Yet you're married to your sister's husband so quickly after her death. She was married to ensure the future of our business. I'm from the Atlanta Livingstons of Livingston Lumber Co. And when Mr. Whitlock was looking for someone to provide all of the substantial lumber needs in order to build the railroad coming out west, well, my father took quite an opportunity to put a little bit of insurance on that business partnership. I see. You would know the name Livingston as the same way and the same sort of weight that the name Hearst or the name Rockefeller. So very much of this arrangement is based on political and financial exploits. When she passed, my parents had very strong means of suggestion and persuasion to get me to come out here and continue her charge. Strong means? They're very rich and powerful people. They know how to talk and to talk a big game. They never would have, I think, would have forced me if I would have protested strongly against them, but to be quite honest, I would have taken any chance to get out here and been closer to my sister, dead or alive. And when she died, something just didn't feel right. Something didn't sit well inside of me. I don't care about my namesake or love or a husband that I can feel fulfilled in or is gonna call me beautiful or take care of me. I don't care about any of that. If it means being married to some wealthy aristocrat to get what I need, to do the research, to maybe bring her back, I'll take advantage of any situation that could provide that. I'm sorry, did, did you say bring her back? Well, you heard the doctor. The stories, the stories of the men in the war that came back to life. Brothers seeking out other brothers. I did. Those stories were always brushed off to the insanities of the war and madness brought by the tragedies that these soldiers laid eyes upon. But what if they were real? What if there was something to all of that? I'll stop. Mrs. Whitlock, you saw what I saw last night. You saw the various states of decay on the faces of those men. Are you saying that if you could have your sister return in the same way, that you would want her to look like that? Of course not. 
It's the ultimate question, though, isn't it? The universe and nature and God apparently demands balance. Good versus evil. Maybe that's the horrific side of this type of mystical magic and means of bending fate in the world. And how are you so sure you're choosing the right side, anyway? As I turn around and I'll face both of them. Bless you. Mm. Oh, plague. Hell of a story. Mm. <laughs> you all both seem so eager to jump into bed with whatever fate seems to have dealt us as of late. How are you so sure the side you're picking is the right one? I, I don't. I... I have faith. I have no assurance. Only what I know to be true. It was a God that came to you and gave you that bolt of divine smiting energy? Of course. What else would it have been? If we all shared these same dreams, I'm wondering if we're sharing this same source of Whatever this is, whatever that was, whatever you're looking for, whatever's causing all that, that ain't God. That wasn't God. What you did, can't say for sure, but this, these folks have all been invoking. Pretty sure that's not God either. God don't play cards. Just be careful. Are you a man who believes in divine evil just as much as he believes in divine righteousness? You think this is the devil himself or something else? I ain't a religious man. Not a long time. I've seen enough people be animals out there to know that if God made us in his image, God's every bit as feral as the things he created. No offense, Reverend. Of course not, none taken. Anyway. You're right About this time, you two would be catching up to them. If you want to trot alongside them or, or dismount, you guys still have a you know, few yards till you're on the, the graveyard, but you I guys are slowed down, I, I would happily dismount. I don't want to ride on a graveyard. No. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies, sorry. Reverend, you're getting better and better with that every day. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Well, I have good news. Joni Stubbs is experiencing nothing suspicious except for a severe case of melancholy. But mm. I did get some information from Farnham, more assurance that someone has been buying up these plots of land. Someone who perhaps has intention of mining them, perhaps not. And she confirmed the information. Everyone seems to be talking about Farnham quite a lot. Mm-hmm. See me put the squeeze to him, see what else he might have that's interesting. I think perhaps that might be a good case for the gentleman to step in. Certainly won't be difficult. He is not the most uh, imposing figure in Deadwood. That's okay. I can uh, find a way. Fuck you guys. <laughs> 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 All right, well. Let's make our way up. Uh, here we are. All right, so as you make your way up, uh, I'll lead the way because I want to lead the way. Where the plot is. Yeah. Yeah. Miriam, give me give me a notice check. Oh. 
four. Okay, you can or cannot decide to let Aloysius Fogg know that his fly is still down. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fogg, as, as proud as you may be of your exploits, I, I'm afraid you're being a slightly immodest for perhaps a graveyard situation. <laughs> <sighs> Much obliged. <laughs> <laughs> New pants, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, as you guys approach the graveyard, and it's a beautiful fall day, uh, the sun is high in the sky, yet there's an eerie sort of fog laying low to the ground Ew. around the graveyard. It's just more of a very thin fog. But it's a sunny day. It's a sunny day. Huh. It's just sort of hovering about halfway up each of the gravestones. It's just sort of... What's the smell of the vicinity? Anything strange? You smell the vicinity? Mm. You smell trees. Um, you smell mountain air. Uh, you don't really smell anything out of the ordinary where you're at, no? I've walked through this area many times. Mm -hmm. um, anything immediately catch my eye, disturbed earth? Uh, Are graves. you guys like right there in the graveyard? Go ahead and make me an investigation check, Reverend Mason. Yes, sir. It would be my a pleasure. That is a two. That's a two. Okay. You notice that there seems to be the exact amount of gravestones that were here the last time you were here, which was a couple days ago. Well, we're good. We can turn around and get out of here. <laughs> Does anyone else want to make an investigation check? You know, I'm uh, just fascinated with the fog. It, uh, it just uh, makes me curious. Why don't you investigate the fog? That's it. <clears throat> Invited into your soul. So let's see. Oh, six. six. Yeah. And a six. Come on. And a three. Yeah, we're noticing things. Okay. You bend down and get a closer look at the fog. It appears to be almost moving in a spherical motion, like it's sort of just, these pockets of it are sort of just moving around the areas that they are stationed in. Huh. And you reach your hand down and it goes through the fog, but the fog does not move. So you take your hand back out, the fog does not move. You swipe at it, the fog does not move or part or separate. It just acts as if your hand sort of isn't there. It's not harming your hand, nothing happens it to your hand. doesn't move with air current. It just is not affected by the air current or the movement or the touch from your hands. And I think to myself, <clears throat> there you are. It's been a long time. Clayton, make a notice check for me. Five. You watched him <clears throat> put his hand through the fog. You watched him sort of ponder something, and you took note of it. Arabella, did you already do an investigation check? Why don't you do one for me? Six. Okay. Six. Let's go again. Five. Seventeen. 
as you sort of are walking through the gravestones, um, it's your your dress is there. The fog is not moving around you. You're just sort of passing through it. It's not being affected by you. And as you sort of round one of the aisles and get to the second one, you see that there's a gravestone in that second aisle that has no fog in front of it. So you want to walk up to it. When you walk up to it, it's a wooden gravestone. It's a grave wood. It's a dead wood. It's a grave plank. A grave plank. <laughs> Are you okay, sir? <laughs> it's not a gravestone. As you walk up to this gravestone with no fog, you can see very harshly sketched onto the wood stake that's in the ground. It says C. Whitlock. Reverend Mason, make me another investigation check, please. We'll come back to you, Arvella. It would be my pleasure. Double ones. Double ones. Mm. Okay. Right exactly where you're standing is covered in fog. But you see the fog dissipate, move behind you. Beneath you, you see the ground has sort of been disturbed. It's been recently disturbed, it looks like. Um, the ground at your sister's grave looks recently enough disturbed because she was buried not too long ago. The grave you're standing in front of, the gravestone reads, James Butler Wild Bill Hickok. And you fall into the grave. You standing in front of your sister's grave, what would you like to do? Say, hey there, sis. And then in furious rage, I just drop to my knees and I start scooping the loose dirt with my hands and I start digging through the loose Do you grave. see either of these things happening? <clears throat> yes, if you guys are standing nearby and you're not investigating some other part of the uh, the graveyard, you do. You see, you definitely, anybody that anybody that's seen him that was, it was fairly quiet. He was sort of sucked into the, into the ground the second that he took a step forward. Whoa. The rest of you, uh, unless you were sort of looking in his direction, it looks like the Reverend fucking is gone. Unless anybody saw it that was actually like looking toward him. The rapture. I've been trying to keep tabs on him to make sure he doesn't die. Absolutely saw him drop about six feet into the ground. So I immediately just scream at the top of my lungs, Reverend! Reverend, are you okay? You're in the dark, you're covered by dirt. Mm. And you're alone in that grave. Surrounded by dirt. (laughs) Could I try and. Climb my way, push earth. Yeah, yeah, you're earth. not, the, the dirt didn't cave back in. You're in a hole. The oh, dirt didn't okay, cave okay, back okay. in on top of you. No, yeah. I'm sorry. No, you're just in a hole that you fell through and there is an empty wooden box in there. You are alone at the bottom of that, at the bottom of that grave. On top of said wooden box or is the wooden box open? Wooden box is open and half of you's in it and half of you ain't. Is there anything else in the wooden box with me? There's a hat. Just a hat? Just a hat. And oh. it's fairly new. Ah. Uh. 
I'm down. Ah! I'm down here! All right, I'm uh, very carefully because of the fog. I am kind of like testing the ground as I move towards mm -hmm. him. Keep talking, keep talking. I'm in, I'm in a, I fell down a hole and there's a, uh, there's a box and, oh God, is this a coffin? There's a hat down here. Right, as he keeps talking, yeah, let yeah, them as I, I, I go and grab uh, Annabelle and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? Leave Look, me be, what? The, the, the Reverend, what are you doing? The Reverend needs us. <sighs> I reach right. out. I, I, I reach for the hat. I pick it up. Okay. I'll turn it over. Look at it. Okay. It's a cowboy hat. It looks like it's outside of the little bit of dirt on it from being down there. It's fairly new and not weathered at all. And uh, from the photographs and stuff that you've seen, that all of you have seen growing up of Wild Bill Hickok, it's not his hat. It's dark in here? It's dark. But you have light coming down from above, but at the bottom, it's it's pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, I have some matches in, in my <clears throat> in my pocket, mm -hmm. uh, and I take out a match and I strike it up. Mm -hmm. Does it illuminate anything else in the box or on the walls or I don't know any fucking? The box is empty at the bottom. There's some some dust and it looks like sort of some ashy material. Other than that, there looks to be some scratch marks on the inside of. The, the lid for the coffin. Mm. There appears to be a lot of scratch marks. Mm, 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 mm. All right, I'm leaning I've down. Him. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've gotten to him. And yeah, yeah, we're leaning, leaning down. Hold, somebody hold my other hand so we can pull him, pull him up here. Clayton. They're like scratch marks inside Give the coffin. Give goddamn hand and get out. There's a hand. Bevan, listen to my voice and come uh, give us your hands. Okay. Give us your hands. Who's, who's reaching for him? Hands. Who's reaching for him? The, those okay. two. And I'm, and I'll, I'll, I'll hold on. Yes, yes. Okay. We're, we're holding on to you. We're, we're trying to pull him up. Human Everybody chain. make a strength check. For him. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be good. Oh, I don't like this game at all. I don't yeah. like this game. Just straight game. strength. Straight strength. Five. Five. Four. Four. I got a six. Okay. Keep going. And a four. Okay. Five. Five. All of you sort of start trying to like grab who's holding, actually holding his hand and grabbing W. Okay, so it's gonna be probably you, 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 and then you. You guys are pulling. You're kind of getting. He's sort of slipping. He's he's kind of he seems like incapable for his size and you know how good looking he is he seems <laughs> quite incapable so he's kind of trying to help and kind of ruining it but then you guys are able to sort of get him successfully out of the pit and you sort of crawl the last few I throw the hat out oh, there's, no, there's no body in Wild Bill's grave it's just that hat and there's the, the, like some uh, ashy stuff and oh god there were claw marks on the inside of the lid the lid was open just looked like maybe fingernails is that possible? Ash. Yeah, like, like ash. Like he was burned? What is there mean? a lot of it or just like a little? It just sort of lined the bottom of it, about a half an inch of it. Yeah, a fair, fair amount. Yeah. All right, well, I'm glad you're safe. And then I go back over to the grave and I continue my okay. insane oh, process. What's going on with you? Come on. What the fuck? So we all walk over to her, I suppose, and... Grab on doggy pedaling Listen, through we're all about. trying to we're all trying to figure out what what's happening between the living and the dead. But if you want to do something, maybe we can grab a shovel. But let's talk about this first. All right, I'm willing. 
You notice there's, there's fog around these graves, but not hers. Why not hers? Why is it open? Oh, I don't know. I guess we'll help you dig. Fine. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, are we... Can we just talk about this for a minute? Oh. All right. What happened the last time we, we started <laughs> dealing with dead bodies? I'm just curious if there's anything down there. I mean, where had Wild Bill's been dead for a hot second? Nothing but a hat. That's not his hat. Whose is it? I think we've lost the Reverend and Arabella. Who's got a drink? <sighs> Miriam? You have a drink, right? Always. Uh, I start passing it out as we... While this is all happening, I'm just keeping a very keen eye on the perimeter of the graveyard. Do we notice any other gra- are there any other grave markers that are only wood? Some of them are wood, some of them are stone. It's a pretty rickety graveyard. A person a day was typically known to be killed in Deadwood, so some people have stones and some people have markers and some don't. Some, they're just sort of like, they're just buried. The hooded figure. Yeah. The one that ran off. Mm Mm-hmm. Do we, do any of you have any, this is crazy, but is there any chance, I mean, if Wild Bill came to life, he certainly would be the leader of something. No. Oh. I also find it very, yeah. fairly interesting that Walt Bill is known to be quite a good marksman in his day. Of course. What are you suggesting? That Wild Bill Hickok climbed out of his grave and is now, what, a ringleader of the undead? After what we've seen, I don't know. Stranger yeah. things have happened. Anything's possible at this point. If you're looking for skilled individuals without a mind of their own, he'd be one that I would think of. I don't know. Why, why, why would his grave be empty? Why would he come back to life and not my sister? Looking at the, the grave that the uh, Reverend had fallen into, there is no fog around that grave either? When he walked up to it, the fog moved and then he fell through. Did he notice that, has he, can he tell us that, like, that's something that we would know at this point? This fog seems to be sentient selective. in some way. Yeah. And selective. It's not the first time I've seen this kind of fog. Oh, well please do pray tell and give us information about your previous experience. It's been a long time, I, uh, It was during the, during the war, a lot of us decided that, uh, that, that we had a chance to, uh, to free ourselves from, from the, uh, the owner that, uh, that had kept us for our family for a few generations. I, I decided to strike out in a, in a, on my own direction. I was frantic, I was running, I, I didn't know which way to go, but it was the wrong direction. I was about to be caught, I was, I was surrounded when a fog very much like this rolled in and stopped and stayed. They were right there in front of me, but they couldn't see me. And uh, from that day on, I left my old slave master's name. And I've been a fog ever since. I don't know what this fog is. It might be a foe, but it 
but it's been a friend to me. Well, perhaps that's why, if it is a friend, perhaps that's why the fog opened up over your sister's grave so you could see her. But see her the way she is, not the way that you are intending for her to be. It's just not fair. Very little in life is, my dear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. It seems like we all share a similar taste for pain in our lives. None that's uh, any pain that we chose. And if this fog is a friend, what does that say about us? Is it continuing to move around these two as well? Anyone who touches it or walks through it, it parts. It's unaffected. It's unaffected. Anyone. It only moved for you, and you fell through. Yeah, that was not such a great role either. So that was not a positive situation. But it was but trying to tell. It was. Did, yeah, it did give us information. Yes. And it kept you safe. It showed you your sister. Can I start walking away from them just a couple steps? You can. What does the fog do when I move? It moves around you. Ooh. <clears throat> For about five feet. Reverend? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to be this curious and this forward, but anything about you that we don't know as a man of the cloth? Perhaps something that you haven't necessarily shared with the general public? There seems to be something different about you. Different from all of the rest of us unfortunates. I'm seeing, I'm seeing that as well. Uh, no. <laughs> Not that I'm particularly aware of that would apply to this scenario. Uh, Ideas? Um, I'll turn to Clayton, because you've been awfully quiet, and you're usually the one that I trust the most out of this crazy crowd. <laughs> I'm myself a bit confused by that statement. I mean, if anyone's going to be the most interested in weird shit, it'd probably be Miss uh, Arbel here. Maybe this hat that you found is, uh, is some sort of clue. It's the one thing that, that seems to be out of place. Yes, the hat. The hat. Uh, I remember Wild, Wild Bill's hat. Very stood out. Um, plumage and the like. It's odd in photos and drawings. That was not his. Roll another notice check for me, please. Do you have the hat in your hand still? Uh, no, I threw that shit. Oh, you did. You did. Yeah. <clears throat> you did. Yeah. Uh, eight. Exploding into 12. Okay. You know, now that you're sort of gotten your wits back about you from falling in and you looked at the hat briefly but you do remember seeing in small engraving on the inside of the brim of the hat uh, the initials DC DC D uh, D uh, what's Doc? Doc Cochran, yeah I saw initials uh, uh, the DC inside the brim uh, I mean the name Doc Cochran comes to mind but that wouldn't oh, be the, the Doc 
Perhaps. What? Or it could be. There are only so many letters in the alphabet. It could have been anybody's information. How deep is that grave? Six feet. Six feet. I'm gonna retrieve that hat. Oh, I, threw, I took it out with me and threw it. Oh, you took it out. Oh, you did. All right. It's on the ground. Yeah. Okay. I thought, just I, I thought it was strapped inside. You can just grab it. Yeah. Grab the hat. Wait a minute. Didn't Doc Cochran tell us to come to the graveyard in the first place? When we knocked on the uh, on the door, didn't didn't he? When he was rummaging around. Didn't he wonder where his hat was? I'm pretty sure he did. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I pull out the book that Doc Cochran gave me, and I flip to the opening front cover. Are there any initials or writing on the inside? Not outside of the text of the book. All right. So the fog parts where I move, and there is none above her sister's grave. I mean, look, I, mm-hmm. Father, give us some guidance. Surely when one of your own is laid to rest, we are to honor that rest. But the fog. Oh, fuck it. Can I go to the bar? I need a refill anyway. Go to the bar. Yeah, Come on, Mr. Fogg. Hello, Aloysius. Evening, Bob. So, uh, what are you interested in knowing about? Well, I'd love to know a little something about this, uh, this fog and this graveyard. Hmm, fog. Funny thing about fog, it covers everything that's around it. Almost everything. Oh, what do you mean? Well, it didn't cover the grave of, uh, of Annabelle's sister. Mm hmm And it seemed to open up and reveal uh, a grave to, uh, of uh, Wild Bill Hickok mm -hmm. to the Reverend. Mm hmm And we found a hat. A hat? With the initials DC. Well found a hat with DC on it, mm -hmm. and there seems to be some fog that's obscuring two different graves that are laid out. That, to me, sounds like those two are connected in some particular way. And if there's results in one, you may find a similar result with the other. Now, is there anything else you'd like to yeah, there's a whole shitload I'd like to know. <laughs> well, come back to me when you're ready for another one. Oh, God damn it. Well, yeah, that's my chip. <laughs> now, for those of you that decide to spend a chip to talk to the bartender, you are not obligated to share that information with anyone. Ooh. You can keep it to yourself or you can tell anyone what you were told, it's up to you. <clears throat> Interesting. Mr. Fogg. Well, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna hold on to the information for, for a bit just because uh, I'm not sure how, how Miss Annabelle is going to take this information. Arabella, yeah. Arabella, I'm yep, sorry. Yep, yep, no, you're good. Arabella's going to take this information, and so uh, 
but I think maybe I'll uh, I'll mention it to uh, some of the others a little bit later on. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? Are you still digging through the dirt? Are you guys, what are you guys doing? I don't know if there's any more information for us here for now. Well, at the very least, we had the docks had, it seems. We could uh, inquire as to maybe who he was out drinking so heavily with the night before. They may have taken his hat. And if uh, that doesn't lead us to much of a direction, we do know that this some bitch Farnham has peeping eyes and wandering ears and maybe with a stronger hand put against his shoulders, he'd be interested in sharing any sort of connections with the Hursts and these outside exterior uh, lots or maybe somebody else seen with this hat the night for. Can we check and see if there's any sort of uh, digging tools around this? Uh... Shovels, picks. Shovels, picks. Based on the investigation and notice rolls you guys did, you would have, you would have seen those. Seen them already. Yeah, even through the fog, you could have seen stuff. Oh. Like, the fog wasn't big enough or thick enough to not be able to see an object that size. Yeah. What do you guys want to and do? And this was clearly, uh, this grave was cl- clearly, so- somebody uh, used, uh, used tools to, to dig this thing up, yeah? Wild Bill's grave? Yeah. You're not sure. Oh. We, can, we just... can't tell from the digging. I mean, it certainly looked like it's, it was wide open, right? Right. It was wide open. It wasn't like something clawed its, clawed way, its out. way out. Yeah. So we do have that information. Huh. Well, if we don't have anything else to do here right now, I suppose we should begin our, our journey back. I think oh, your ideas seem quite clever. If, if you don't mind, I'll make my way over to her sister's grave just to see what happens with my fog separation getting closer to that <clears throat> plot. Okay. I stay nearby. As you walk over to the grave, the fog stays where it is. It does not go back over and cover the grave. What does it mean? Do you still want to see? I don't know. It's... It's up to you. Seeing her in any condition has just been an all-consuming thought, piercing into my brain ever since I got word of her death. But the insight from Mr. Fogg, the Fogg being a protector, Does it not want to protect my sister? Or does it want to protect us? Or are those two things mutually exclusive or have any relation and I... I can't speak to what the fog wants, but do you know what your sister died of? I was told she had the plague. Pox. It was not a pleasant sight. Uh, I don't know. I asked if they would keep her out of the grave so that I could attend her funeral, but she was already buried. They said they wanted to get her in the ground as quickly as possible as to not spread any ailments. An impatience takes over me. Look, let's if we're going to do this, then let's just do this. Dig her up or pull out your guns. All right. If you can bear for us to kill your sister a second time, then do what you will. 
But if this is too much for you, if you're going to do some crazy, weird, undead, occult witchery, then I might shoot you myself. Immediately pull one of my pistols out and cock it. I can get behind that rule. If either of you or any of you see anything that you believe is going to make me a liability and you're going to put me down, well, for God's sake, just fucking do it because there is nothing keeping me here. Haven't seen anything yet? I'll help you. Go over to the grave and I grab the makeshift cross that's been hammered in and I yank it out and I start using her grave marker yeah, I'm just, to you dig. You two both are digging? And yeah. I have my gun out. I'm just tears streaming down my face the whole time. So you get about three feet down and, and you hear the familiar th thud of wood on wood. Oh. Would you say you were the primary digger and uh, you're assisting? Mm -hmm. Okay, as you sort of move the move the uh, dirt to the side from the coffin, you see that the, the door to the, to the coffin is cracked and it's split sort of at the bottom. And if you keep digging, you can see that other piece of it to the side of the coffin. Do you want to examine it? Yes. Make an investigation check for me. Yeah, for me. <laughs> Six. The top part of the coffin that's broken off, the splintered piece, has scratches on the inside of it. The coffin itself, containing your recently deceased sister, is empty. Oh, fuck. And that's where we'll end. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's fun. Well, I'm glad we dug. I'm glad we dug too. Thank you for listening to Undeadwood on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you enjoy the episode, please leave us a review on whatever podcasting app you're using. Your words may draw a weary soul to a new adventure. If you'd like to support the show, check out our shop. We've released a deck of playing cards inspired by Undeadwood. You can find them at shop.critroll.com. Undeadwood returns next week with part three. I got my wish. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.